Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports. And today we're going to be doing comic book talks in studio. In Kevin, studio. Kevin Miller's studio to be. Back again. Exactly. Yep, second time in this particular studio. We're going to have to start coming up with some names for these uh, different places. Today we're going to be talking mid-season comic reviews and spoilers and whatnot on all of the various comic TV shows. And we'll talk other trailers and stuff that's come out so big. Sure. Spoonful of nerd stuff today. As with most uh, episodes, Pierce has a list of topics and I'm yep. going to react to them. That's exactly how <laughs> we... I don't prepare for this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly how we're going to do. Um, so we're in the mid-season hiatus for all the comic book shows right now. Uh, Arrow, Flash... Supergirl, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are all done the first half of their respective seasons and we're going to be getting a new comic book show to watch on Thursdays. We're going to get Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday now. Monday if you count Supergirl as well because Legends of Tomorrow is about to be a thing as well. They, oh, they set that up. That's going to be the, the big Thursday slot. So all we need is a Friday slot. These are the only shows that I keep up with and I find yeah. it, I find it difficult already. <laughs> if Constantine didn't because Constantine was on Fridays although that was probably part of the yeah, That's why it was doomed. Yeah, which is you know, why it was doomed to fail from the start because yep. nobody stays home and watches TV on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the kicks in the pants but if Constantine was still kicking we would have a Monday to Friday slot of comic book shows during the uh, the fall and spring season which would be quite fantastic um, I wanted to ask you since you, you, you walked away from your regular you uh, viewing habits of binge watching everything yeah, yeah. for this particular pod you, I, I, I requested that you move to week to week in case we needed to react to something specifically yeah so how is your experience going week to week with Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, etc, etc? Uh, well, it's definitely something I look forward to, but it's also something I'm not in the habit of yet. <laughs> so I tend to be like, oh shit, I forgot to watch Flash, and then I have to go back and, and catch up on that week's episode, uh, especially for the CW shows, because you want to make sure you're watching them in a specific order, because there mm-hmm. tends to be crossovers and these expanded universe sort of events yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but uh no it's been nice to have something else to watch and to actually have an opinion day to day so it's it's not me watching an entire season of like uh you know game of thrones at the same time and then coming on only the last episode where we recorded all together um it's it's Good to be able to message you as I'm watching something. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that was fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> or this freaking guy's gonna die, yeah. or etc. etc. <laughs> fucking awesome that was. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go in any particular order? Because I figure we'll just uh, we'll, we'll 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 go with uh, what go the Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday order. Sure, we can we can certainly do that. So let's start. If we do Mondays, mm-hmm. and that means we're starting with Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Thoughts so far on the first, I'm not sure, what is it, 10, 12-ish episodes? Oh, we don't even have that. I think no. we've got like seven or seven eight. Seven or eight? Of, Maybe. I, well, it all runs together. It, it, it ran a little, yeah. it, was, it started a few weeks after yeah. Arrow and, and they had one, They flipped one episode, too. The uh, Yeah, I was wondering about The train that. episode, the really bad train episode that they did, where the guy was bombing the trains, yeah. and then it turned yeah. out... Uh, Maxwell Lord was like paying him. That was a terrible Xenatos Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> he's not as good as Luthor, but he's Luthor for this series. <laughs> yeah, and it's just man, he yeah, that that train episode was supposed to be like episode four, I think, but then they flipped him and I was trying yeah, to download that episode and I wasn't sure I was getting the right one. <laughs> yeah, the unfortunate stuff in 
Paris happened that week. Oh, and that's right. The terrorist okay. attacks in Paris happened. So yeah, uh, CBS felt it would be in bad taste to air an episode where a guy holds a bunch of people hostage in trains and decided to wait a week, and they flipped it and they aired the Live Wire episode a week earlier, and then. Uh, aired the train episode which worked out better because we got Livewire one week earlier yeah and it's not like there's a strict canon that you would recognize like uh, I think we missed something here and then catch it up next week right yeah it didn't feel like we missed anything so what are your overall thoughts and feelings as the biggest Supergirl fan I know I'm rating the first seven eight whatever episodes of Supergirl I am torn there have been a, as far as I'm concerned, maybe three good episodes. Maybe it's two, not great <laughs> um, of the I think eight that were on. So it's, far. Not bad, it, no, it's, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. But there have been a couple episodes that I would say yes, that's a bad episode. Mm-hmm. There have been, in my opinion, three decent to good episodes, and those are the live wire one. Mm-hmm. They're the red tornado one. And they're the one that we got last, the uh, the uh, the one with the the reveal of that, John Jones. Yeah, well, that the, the John that was Jones, a good episode yeah. before that. And then True, actually. the John Jones thing, the John Jones thing was obviously what saved Supergirl for me. To be perfectly honest, because I was ready to toss the show, and my mm-hmm. wife, my wife, had already actually thrown She's the show. Out. She was out. Really? She was out. She uh-huh. hadn't watched the last three Supergirls. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, "I'm out. I'm not watching Supergirl. It's boring." And she's a female. It's supposed to be targeted to. You know, like, it's supposed to appeal to females more than than it would. You'd think so, anyway. But like, uh, she was just like, no, this is boring. It's out. I don't care. And I'm like, I'm not getting enough guys that I recognize. And then all of a sudden, they had the best, one of the best yeah, moments yeah. in, in the history. Yeah, founding of, member of the Justice League. Yeah, any of the shows, too. Like, I'll put that that moment when the John Jones reveal. That was a good like, reveal, actually. I like, I'll put that reveal up against anything that has happened in Arrow and Flash and stuff. And now Arrow and Flash will probably have better moments when it's all said and oh, done. But that, yeah. like, just that move. Like, that was he, a good twist. Because they made him look cool, too. Like, he didn't look. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was expensive as hell. And they can't always have Well, him. I'm excited to see what he looks yeah. like when we get to see him in, you know, decent lighting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? That is fantastic. Well, because he's still going to be walking around mostly in the Hank Henshaw. I imagine. Cause, so. And it was perfectly written the way they did it, where they set up Hank Henshaw, because I was thinking, because we saw him get, like, the red eyes and stuff, and if you know anything about the Hank Henshaw character, Hank yeah. Henshaw is cyborg Superman, so the entire time we just thought that that's what was going to be that's, that reveal was going to be the reveal. Exactly. It would have been the cyborg Superman, and then all of a sudden he was talking about, you know, uh, like when he was giving his big monologue and talking about how he's like, I'm a shapeshifter, and it was like, Oh, oh no, my god! <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it was like, My name is John Jones, and I was just like, oh, oh. Well, there was a twist, and that makes perfect sense yeah. too, because uh, there was the, there was the enemy on that episode, which was the dude who broke out of the cell. Jam. Jam. That was a very bad iteration. Well, I guess. Well, I was I was considering because it seems like that would be yeah. like I could see how that. I'm, I'm seeing I'm like it's a bald psychic alien yeah. who's got a gem on his head or yeah. whatever so maybe that's just a government code name for him yeah. I'm like is this fucking the Martian Manhunter? No well Gem is actually a character in well, the I Martian don't know this, yeah. <laughs> he's one of like in the Martian Manhunter series he's okay. one of the main guys he's Gem the son of Saturn he's the last son of Saturn oh, okay. in the same way but that, you see where I would get yeah in, exactly <laughs> in the same way that and like Gem looked terrible and I didn't like the fact because like the, the literal gem that's in his head yeah 
grants him it's like the the last relic of Saturn that grants him all his powers and apparently the last relic of Saturn was able to be blown up by a shotgun oh. blast from planet Earth yeah. and I was like what that was Earth. that was a little tough for me to oh like that was a little tough for me to swallow but I was just like yeah whatever and then I thought it was gonna be uh, and then the John Jones reveal was just oh my god like that um, that is head and shoulders above anything else they've done on that show and honestly save the show because like I said my wife my wife she'd thrown so? she'd thrown this, the, that series out like because she's I like that reveal. I like that reveal don't get me wrong but yeah. I really like the entirety of the uh, Livewire episode I think that's above the reveal to me uh, I would disagree I think the re- reveal was the best although I did love the Livewire episode but like you, you could be Livewire anything and I'm yeah there, exactly because I just love that character another character born from the 90's animated series yeah to the point where you were messaging me and it's like it's the very concept of a shock jock like completely out of place here it kind of <laughs> because 2015 yeah it, yeah the, the I watched I mean, that episode I'm like yeah of course you got fired yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, how did you even have a show? Yeah, because the only shock jock that's really left, because it's a, yeah, the, the the concept of a shock jock is kind of nineties, because we don't really have shock jocks anymore in the in the like Howard Stern. I was going to say we've got like, like one position of privilege, a legacy job available for Howard. Yeah, Stern, and Howard and Stern's not even. It. If you listen to Howard Stern these days, still, he's not even really like. Like the stuff he says is isn't even well, really that shocking anymore. It's I'm not going to claim to know a lot about Howard Stern, but yeah. I'm guessing he's in like his what mid fifties. Yeah, he's, he's probably he's just pretty sour and bitter. No, right? he's, he's still doing his thing. But well, I mean, I'm like, sure it is. Just, but it's, it's not as shocking it's, as it was in the mid nineties. Exactly. Right? But, and now right. it's just kind of curmudgeonly. Yeah, but uh, you know, I still I, I don't listen to Howard Stern like I did in the nineties. It's just it's like that that whole thing is kind of. But I imagine he's still. I haven't checked recently, but I assume he's still one of the highest-rated radio programs. <laughs> Are we going to end this by checking IMDb to make sure that he's still alive? <laughs> no, he's definitely still alive. But I'm just—I'm assuming he's, he still has the highest-rated radio show. Well, on actually, Earth, completely right? unrelated. We came across this recently, where like if you go to Google and you search for Lucy Lawless, the next yeah. the next recommended word is age, <laughs> because people are like, "How old is this person?" Yeah, <laughs> because she she's still timeless. fantastic. Right? Yeah, she's still timeless, and the, that Xena thing is is. They're doing that Xena reboot. And I have my fingers crossed. They haven't decided whether or not they're going to bring Lucy back for that. I'm one. hoping so. I mean, if we can get uh, Sly Stallone still playing Rocky, if we can get uh, Harrison Ford still playing, uh, you know, uh, Han Solo, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, everything that's been happening within the last few weeks, then, I mean, it's a very topical opinion to say, yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, she still looks great. She could do that role still. Yeah. So you were you were in on the Red Tornado episode? I like that episode. I just uh, there were a couple things in that episode I didn't like. I really hated the the like I'm don't get me wrong, happy to have Red Tornado, happy to see him on the uh, on the show in live action, but the guy that they got to do the Red Tornado where they had him looking okay, yeah, like those, those dudes in the park that like yeah, I'm, yeah, the, the, the silver painted yeah, robots. Like, like those guys, but he was painted red and he was just like uh, yeah, well, don't get me wrong. I didn't like the look at him. I, I don't like the, the way they did Red Tornado. I like the way that... I like that episode. Yeah. Because it was her dealing with rage and actually going all out against this robot and destroying <laughs> the hell out of it and catching hell for it. And, mm. and we got an inspirational speech from what is probably and perhaps unfortunately the best character on that show. Callista Flockhart's character? In Callista Flockhart's yeah. character. Who's... That's... And you just described the fundamental, the main problem with the show is that Callista Flockhart's 
Cat Grant character should not be the most interesting and most fun to watch person in a in, super in, in a Superman yeah, universe universe so. yeah type of like just with Supergirl because like like the Jimmy Olsen guy it's super unfortunate I yeah. want I want knowing that the show was coming out and knowing that Jimmy Olsen was going to be a hot guy on it yeah uh, I and wanted him to be a fine. good character he's, so much yeah. no I'm, I'm actually super upset about no you don't like the Jimmy Olsen character he just name drops Superman to to win yeah like, that was just, oops that was I revealed the secret identity oh yeah. well like what yeah. <laughs> you've been doing this for years dude yeah that's that was and, and he's definitely leading her on yeah a little <laughs> like bit like he's being an asshole on that show it's weird yeah cause he's clearly and, and we think of him as someone who wouldn't do that like we think of him as being a teenager yeah. with the personality of that wind dude who's you know yeah. maybe secretly in love with someone but they're too nervous to tell them how they feel you know and, and we don't see him dating you know Lois Lane's sister and also sort of leading this other girl on completely like he knows what he's doing come on yeah, man that's bad. and the dude the third guy Win, I think is his name mm-hmm. That guy's that guy bothers the hell. That guy's it. awful, and it's no fault of the actors. No, they no, no. He, he does. He, he plays that character well, but that character is nothing. One dimensional. Give, yeah, they give him yeah so one dimensional. They give him nothing to work with. You're he's in just, love with Tara. He's Cisco. And you yeah, yeah. you're a tech guy. That's he's it. Cisco. If they stripped away all of his likability and well, yeah, just, and, and yeah, think of how long it took me to come around on heart. Cisco. Yeah. It took me like a season yeah. to come around on Cisco. Like to the end of first season, I didn't like yeah. Cisco. S- Cisco with no no, and that that forced love triangle, which is just oh man, it is bad. Like quadrangle. Yeah, it's like such because a, there's the two dudes, there's Jimmy and Wynn, yeah, and then there's uh, Lucy and Kara. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's more of a love rectangle yeah. of sorts. Quadrangle, quadrilateral. It's a love rhombus. Yeah, something. But I mean, Jesus, it's. Tough to watch, and I think like, I mean, maybe the females appreciate that sort of stuff more than than you and I. I can't speak because I'm, I'm. Well, see, Carly would be my barometer for that. Yeah, and, and if and she's if she's checked out, because yeah, I she actually checked out, it. but she checked back in with the John Jones, but she was out. She okay. had not watched like three episodes. They pulled her back. She in. watched the <laughs> yeah. She watched the Live Wire episode and was like, I like Live Wire, and then didn't watch it after that. She was like, I'm out because it's just I don't like it. Yep, and and she wasn't getting enough. Other DC guys that she that she was in, but then the John Jones, who's her favorite member of the Justice League. Yep. Uh, I was I was telling her, I'm like, babe, you need to watch. And I didn't want to just tell her, mm-hmm. you know, fucking John Jones shows up, you know, <laughs> like because like that reveal was so good. Like, you need to watch so this episode like, because of reasons. Yeah, I was like, you need to watch this episode, and she was like, no, I don't want no. to. It's bad. See, I was yeah, like, no, no, no. You need to watch this episode. And much like the Red Tornado yeah. episode, I like that one for what it was before yeah. the big name drop. Mm-hmm. Because it was her depowered, because apparently that's a thing. Um, and her having to be a hero without being able to be super, which yeah. was interesting and fun. And that's why I like Superman. That's why I like the character. I love the fact that in a Supergirl show, we're going to see every lane not named Lois in the show, right? Because, like, Glenn Morsher showed up to play uh, General Sam Lane, his second yeah. foray into the comic book universe, once again playing a military professional. No, he's never Do you not remember the military professional. Do you remember the other one, though? Oh, in a superhero universe? Yeah, in a superhero universe. Ah. <sighs> No, I don't. He was. Was he in, in uh, Hulk? <laughs> no, he was in uh, uh, the um, X Men: The First Class. 
Oh, he, that's he was right. the general yes, that Kevin yes, Bacon's uh, yeah, that's right. dude was trying to steal, and then he, he blew him off the yacht. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he took the grenade for a, he tried to yeah threaten him with a threaten him with the grenade, and then Kevin Bacon grabbed it and pulled it and blew it up and absorbed it anyway. And then well, that dude and, and I, I never remembered his name because I always called him uh, I forget even the first name now Pierce though, and he was on yeah. every he was the only other person besides uh, Kiefer Sutherland that was in every episode of Twenty Four. Was he? And he was a Secret Service agent. Oh, okay. So he's, he's got an impressive background of playing various military. Yeah, exactly. Like he is that guy to the point where he was in I think the opening scene in the first Transformers movie. Movie with Michael Bay, and I'm like, there's that guy I'm playing the only role he knows how to play. <laughs> yeah, he just brings the same military suit to everything. He's yeah, like, just, yeah, it's buttoned he, up. Yeah, he exactly. goes to wardrobe, and they're like, "What's well, such? You have no need. I've got my own. I wore my own from home. It's all yeah. I own. It <laughs> smells. I haven't washed it in years. <laughs> That's so good. So, what was your overall grade for the first half season of? Supergirl uh, on I, CBS. I feel like it's got to get me back, and it, that's a hard thing to say mm-hmm. because I, like you mentioned, I love Supergirl. Yeah. I want to see more things happen in Superman's oeuvre. Mm-hmm. Um, get seeing John Jones be like the last scene we've ever seen. At, yeah. at, at, well, is, no, there was is, one more. Oh, I missed an episode. Though. Oh, you missed an episode? <laughs> oh, dude, uh, I thought they were on mid-season break as well. My no, bad. they had one more before they went to mid-season break. Well, well, all right. Yeah. Never mind. I'll come back then. Right. Um, <laughs> so, well, which anyway, as far as I was concerned, was that that was the that was the my light at the end yeah. of the tunnel. So I am going to the, keep watching. I'll probably finish up the season for better or for worse mm-hmm. because that's how I do. The episode after that was pretty good, actually. Oh, like okay. the, one, the last one they went to before they. But honestly, I was like Carly. I was ready to pitch the show. And then the John Jones thing showed up at the end, and I made like an audible like, ah! you know, like when that happened. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> it, it actually reminds me, uh, and this is one of the points I wanted to bring up with you today because you asked me to watch Arrow. Like yeah. I only started watching it because you were into it, and I, you know, I'm a big fan of DC Universe at all, but I was really skeptical about a live action because I've been burned by things like Smallville in the past. Yeah. Um, well, Smallville had its charm, and it was, was the CW. Yeah. Like I, I thought I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. Um, you didn't and, know. You didn't know. Greg Berlanti was about to run the Berlanti machine all over your face. Well, yeah. like, right? like, <laughs> I guess not. Right? But what it was, and first season Arrow, I considered, I'm like, yeah, I like this, but it's kind of shitty in some ways, and I considered it a guilty pleasure. Yeah. And by second season, I was in whole hog. Yeah. So I, that was I, when they dropped Deathstroke again. On your face. Well, yeah, and I thought that they were going to do Deathstroke earlier because yeah. they introduced, like, you know, Slade Wilson. Slade Wilson and I'm yeah. like, I know that name. And then they had the Deathstroke mask and everything like that with the other dude. And I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be a thing. Um, but So I was kind of like, you know, oh, there's all these references, you know, but it's not a really good show. I'm just in it for the yeah. references. It's a guilty pleasure. And that's kind of the feeling there's I have. There's Black with... Canary. There's the Huntress. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of the feeling I have with Supergirl so far. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to finish out this season because that's how I do. And it can definitely get me back. And it takes a while. I, I understand it takes a while for a TV show to find its footing, especially with something that is frankly kind of groundbreaking like this um i just have a couple things i want to get some sort of resolution to the love quadrangle um because that is annoying the hell to me and i get that that's not for me um and i but i mean like they they did that in they did that in spades in arrow with the breakups and the in the first season especially with like oliver's fine and it was 
much easier to watch, even though that was mostly yeah. in there for their largely female audience that I believe the CW carries. <laughs> I actually had to explain this to my parents last night. Like, I'm, like, talking yeah. about the show Arrow. I'm like, it's got all, it's on the CW, but yeah. it's a superhero show. So on one hand, you've got guys leaping off of rooftops and shooting masks, arrows into yeah. dudes and masks and, you know... Fighting crime and stuff like that, but then you also see that dude in his back cave, like you know, training on a salmon ladder yeah. and then, you know, clutching his Look woman tight, <laughs> you know, looking deeply into her eyes, Look at the abs on this man, yeah. so sexy. But uh, yeah, no, and I get that that's not for me necessarily, but this show seems to be doing it a bit too much. Where I would say it's maybe thirty yeah. percent of a show like Arrow or Flash, and it seems like it's more like fifty of this, yeah. where we. It, I don't know. And I think it needs to go a little less ham-fisted on mm-hmm. the feminist things. Like, I, we recognize this show for what it is. Kat Grant has kind of rammed it down her throat. This she's is the awesome, first, though. She's, yeah. she's awesome, but she's kind of... Every episode is like the, oh, it's because I'm a woman, isn't it? It's like, okay, yeah. well, listen, settle Man. down. <laughs> no one's ever said that. Yeah. Like, there's literally been no character who's implied that she's lesser for being a woman. Man. Not even a straw man. That's no true. one has. They're just taking it that way. Man. And so I feel like that could be maybe... Take it down one. Is that eleven? Yeah, maybe exactly. take it down to a seven. Yeah, because they air a bit at eleven. But again, that's well, that's not for us though. And I and I consider myself a feminist as well and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, I'm not watching a show to see your politics necessarily. I'm watching mm-hmm. a Supergirl show because I want to see Supergirl be awesome. You want to see her punch something in the face? Well, and and then I'm okay with her being a woman too, who has relationships, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fine with the the Kara Danvers character. Uh, I just don't need every episode to start off with some with her picking a fight because of some perceived slight. Yeah. And, and from what I can see, most of the time someone has something against her, it's because she's an alien. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of believable. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not so much in this universe, because Superman's been around for 30 years and people tend to like him, but... Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very weird. I mean, I just... To me, I give this... A C minus, and I was really close to tossing it if we didn't get that awesome John Jones reveal. Then I, I might might have been out on. I probably wouldn't have been out, but I certainly would have been like, why am I watching this? I'll like every time the- I turn it on, I'd be like, do I really want to watch? Like I'd see it on the PBR, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, do I really want to watch? Because I'll tell you, like when I get like my PBR, um, Arrow comes on before, like Flash comes on before anything else. When I because we get Flash and Agents of Shield on Tuesday, right? Yep. So I always watch Flash, and then I watch Agents of Shield. Supergirl, I had Fargo as well, and I would always watch Fargo before mm-hmm. Supergirl because Fargo's a much better show than Supergirl. But Wednesdays I get Arrow and Empire, and I'm always like, oh, I don't know, I don't know which to choose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, so so yeah, I'm gonna finish up the season. I might even watch a bit into the next season because typically second season where a show you finds its footing, yeah, hit your stride. Yeah. Exactly, that, they exactly. haven't hit their stride. I didn't think Arrow didn't hit their stride until uh, we. I'd say towards the end of season two, that was when, or, or sorry, towards the end of season one, that was when they really hit yeah, their okay, stride. Yeah. And then Flash, the reason Flash has been so goddamn good is because it was done by the same crew. Yeah, so they, they knew, already knew yeah, those lessons. They knew what exactly. to do, and then Flash just literally, literally hit the ground running, as Whereas, he tends to do. And, and I don't know if you echo these feelings at all, but it feels like Supergirl is a show that's done by a different network, it's yeah. done by different people. Well, Berlanti and those guys are still there. Sure, but it's Price not exactly Burger. the same. They've got different priorities um, and it feels like they are trying to... It's like almost a caricature of, yeah. of those plot setups. 
Um, so I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm I'm interested to see how the season ends, and I'm interested to see how the next season begins. And past that, uh, it's all kind of foggy for me. All right, but uh, it's got me for at least ten more episodes, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so I guess that's a win for them. Yeah, there you go. Well, we weren't hard guests on Supergirl. Well, no, exactly. I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt for a bit longer. So I guess we should move to Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is oh the my flash. god. <laughs> we'll start with the Flash, and then I guess we'll we'll do Agents of Shield after that. No. But the Flash. We've talked some Flash season two on yeah. this show before. I can't remember exactly where it was, so I'm yeah. just going to encompass all of it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I love that they are just going whole hog on this Earth two shit yeah. as an excuse to just be like, let's just throw everything yeah. at the wall and see what sticks. Absolutely. They're going bananas in this season of Flash, and I love it. <laughs> That's great. A plus, a plus to this entire season two of the Flash that they have done, and it can only. It seems like it's only about to get better. They ended. On a Christmas episode with the Rogues, they had like they did the Rogues. They had Wally West, or, or not Wally West. They had the Weather Wizard there. They had uh, Mark Hamill back as the trickster in the same week that a new Star Wars movie gets released. Well, and, and again, what a time to be alive, because I've mentioned this on the show before, where if you would have asked me two years ago, or told me two years ago, that Mark Hamill is going to be a recurring villain yeah. on a Flash series, yeah. that is a good show, yeah. I would have called you a crazy person. <laughs> oh my god, it's unbelievable. What an age we live in. But like everything they did, and like that crossover they did with the Arrow, mm-hmm. where they introduced Vandal Savage to oh. Seth. Man. To set up the eight to the Legends of Tomorrow show, and then um, a little torn on that one. Really? Uh, How come? Well, uh, the Vandal Savage was a bit hammy. Oh, he toned it down in the second episode. That he did. first yes. episode of the yes. crossover. I assume someone tapped him on the shoulder after they shot that first one. Hey, listen, it was like bring it down to eight. Yeah, take it down to eight because that first one when he was like Shaira. I killed you in like two thousand years. No, I killed you. Yeah, he was really over the top. But like, I do this. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. But like, yeah, he took it down to like to to eight for the the second half of that uh, crossover. So, so how do you feel about the uh, if we're gonna get right into the crossover episodes? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the Shaira? Immortals story that they're doing now. I'm okay with it. You know, I was never a fan of Hawkgirl and like the Shire Hall, Carter Hall mm-hmm. was never my thing. I was never a, I, I mean, I kind of liked Hawkman. Hawkgirl mostly, I never read her comics and stuff like that. See, I didn't know that Hawkman was going to be in this either. So that was, just I don't a, think that was a bonus for me. Well, because, um, if you, if you pay close attention to the, uh, the original Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, there was some of commercial that, that they did. No, no, no. The, the the original commercial that they did for like Comic Con, which came out like a year ago yeah. or whatever. Like when we were in off season, yeah, so yeah. it was like last summer no, before yeah. seasons two of Flash had started. Um, none of the cli- like the clips that they use for that trailer are all clips from the actual show, mm-hmm. um, except for that rooftop scene with Rip Hunter, which they had already shot. But like the only ones in the, that Rip Hunter is walking with on the roof are. Ashley, um, Barry, and Oliver, right? And as he pretends to talk to the other guys, and the other guys are all just these interspliced cuts from various episodes, and they added, like, Hawk Girl. So I think even in the summer, they didn't even know oh, okay. that Hawkman was going to be on that show. And well, like, you they say were that, like, but I actually, in there. I actually think it was super smart of them to do what yeah. they did on that, because they had, they had clips of, like... Maybe they didn't know. Maybe they did too well because mm-hmm. they had clips on the scenes of the rooftop when Martin Stein was there. Yeah. My boy Victor Garber being incredible as he always does. Yeah. Um, 
and they had him representing Firestorm, and Ronnie wasn't there. Yeah, uh, um, Amel, the brother, brother, was. yeah, the brother bro- Amel. Yeah, what was his name? Yeah, well, no, no, he wasn't on the rooftop at all. It was just Martin Stein by himself. That's right, and so they, and, and, uh, and Stephen Amel's brother, yeah, was not there. And now yeah. Robbie's been written out ish like, yeah. we'll see if he ever comes back I'd still hold hope that he's kind of been well the new, the new clips that showed uh, the uh, the Raymond character exactly uh, yeah. was, was there yeah so maybe maybe he's actually maybe Rob, Robbie Amell I think is his name in real life so Robbie maybe, Amell maybe is Robbie Amell is actually gone and isn't because I just assume they do some Earth 2 stuff where he was still alive exactly that's what I thought too yeah they still um, could, right? And they still could. And yeah. and that's what I'm liking overall about yeah. this season is that we have a lot of room to play around with people having alternate identities. Goddamn Tom Cavanaugh's back on the show yeah. and being they, incredible yeah, they again. They found a way to get Tom Cavanaugh back. Right? Yeah, so, good. so good. Very good. <laughs> because he was probably the... I mean, the show was good, but he yeah. was probably the crown jewel. He was the MVP one. of season one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, no doubt about and that. And to have him back as a surly, I'm just trying to get my wife and kids back sort of Yeah, character. Jesse Quick. His yeah. daughter is Jesse Quick in Earth 2 as well, which is so bad. The female Flash. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. And, and it has room for them to be like, yeah, we have Atlantis on Earth 2. Yeah, we have Gorilla City on Earth 2. Gorilla yeah. City. Gorilla fucking city made an appearance. It happened. We called it. Yeah. They could only do it on Earth too because if necessary they can completely never come back to it again and we won't miss it but (laughs) they they can they can do so much with stuff that could exist on earth too and if people aren't interested in it because they can get this up to the week now yeah every day on twitter on on social media etc people who are interested in these things people who aren't people who are recording podcasts just like this one yeah are people into this yes then we'll do it yeah <laughs> so season three i imagine will be super exciting yes yeah. <laughs> they'll be like okay well what hit okay gorilla city we'll bring the map back ultra humanites in the mix you know solivar right yeah, solivar could be there yeah they, they did i imagine it'd be too expensive though like because they were talking to Andrew Kreisberg. Andrew Kreisberg was on the Fat Man on Batman podcast. Did yep. a tremendous two-part interview. Highly recommended if really? you're a fan. Okay. Yep. If you're a fan of, of these shows. Because mm-hmm. he's one of the three. Him, it's him, Guggenheim, and Berlanti, right? Okay, sure, yeah. Those are the, the three dudes who, who are making this all possible for us. So we thank them greatly. Uh, Kreisberg was on the Fat Man on Batman talking to Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard. And he was mm-hmm. saying that initially when they were I guess their budget was running a little low so when Grodd goes through the because you know obviously they would have spent a lot of money on Grodd oh sure when Grodd goes through (laughs) they weren't initially in in the actual scene that we get Grodd pans down and we see a an actual city like an ancient city that is Gorilla City and we see some statues of gorillas yeah and and everything's like these reeds and branches woven Mm -hmm. together and initially apparently according to Andrew Kreisberg in an effort to save some money somebody was just gonna have uh, like (laughs) Grodd was gonna go through (laughs) Grodd was gonna go through and then Grodd was going to look around, and there was going to be a path, and there was going to be like a sign that, had, that said Gorilla City. <laughs> Two and, kilometers. And had an arrow pointing or something like that. <laughs> to a thing. Okay. Uh, that then, would have made me, I still would have yeah. loved it, but it would have made me laugh. Yeah. And Andrew Kreisberg was like, we can't fucking do that. Are you kidding me? Do you realize how corny that is? Why? And not only that, but Gorilla City is supposed to be a secret society that they hide from the rest of the world. Why would they have a sign with an arrow pointing? <laughs> and I, and I like to imagine the arrow. It wasn't even an arrow. It was like the the hand, yeah, the, exactly. the, the index finger pointing. <laughs> like Gorilla City's that like, way. <laughs> like a fake human skull on top, and the abandoned hope. All you who enter, yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here there be dragons. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. I oh hate boy, it so much. that's so terrible. Jesus. Oh, oh yeah, that was. And so I'm really glad. I'm really glad it didn't work out like that. So good on Kreisberg for fighting for the actual shot of Gorilla City. But like, yeah, just getting back to it, man. That was Gorilla City. Fucking incredible, man. I just never, never would I have ever guessed that we we would see a city. Like, like that, we would eventually get Gorilla City into a live action show on a on a network television. Well, I guess it's not network yeah. television, but well, they're doing some interesting things this season, and they're not they're not shy about just being like, "Well, here's an episode that's about something completely different." Yeah, <laughs> and there's portals, and there's alternate meta humans, and uh, I'm super excited because I assume mm-hmm. we're going to see one of two Linda Parks. Back on the show being Dr. Light now, and yeah. I'm like, hey, meta human technology based. I'm cool either yeah, way. Yeah. I like Dr. Light. The gender swap dark Dr. Light was a lot uh, uh, for all the Teen Titan fans out there like myself. That well, and I'm a fan of Dr. Light from the uh, the Superman animated series. Yeah, that's right. No, that was Luminous. That was their, uh, they had Luminous, didn't they? That was their like Dr. Light kind of. Oh, really? Dude, yeah, they had Luminous. The guy who like made the sun. They had the one really good episode where he yeah, he like dimmed the sun or something yeah like that. he turned the sun red or something to steal. Uh, he used a bunch of mirrors, which I don't know where he got the money to build that many mirrors, but who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That was Doctor Luminous, though. Doctor Light, I believe, is a Teen Titan enemy. He showed up in the, I know he showed up in the cartoon show all the time. Well, Doctor Light is a Mega Man character. But yeah, <laughs> also true, but like. I don't know which one came first. I mean, nah, yeah, well, maybe. There, there's, <laughs> there's, um, there's, there's another comic book label that built an entire empire off of stealing DC's ideas. Sure, so. yeah, but uh, no, as I were saying, though, I would love to see, um, especially because they've now trained Earth-1 Linda Park mm-hmm. to do the gadget. She has yeah. done it well enough. I mean, her mm-hmm. acting as evil Dr. Light was yeah. hilarious. I that was a great That was a yeah. fantastic scene. Was that good? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> that I think was the best episode this season so far because we got the yeah. corny like, "Are we acting now?" Oh, oh, you got me. Oh, yeah. and then we also got all the awesome Zoom shit. Yeah, when Zoom it. just was dragging Barry, uh, around, Barry around town, he's like, "You too." Because like my favorite part, Carl. Because I was actually that was weird because I was actually sick. I called in sick for the first time in four, <laughs> five, six years to work because I was that sick. And Carly and I got to watch that one together. And as Barry was doing his like runaround thing, where he's like, "I'm gonna throw a lightning bolt at Zoom." Yeah. Carly and I are like on the edge of our seats, we're yeah. both like, "Oh no, Zoom's gonna catch that bolt and throw it back at him." <laughs> no way he's gonna. Yeah, that will never work, you stupid idiot. Yeah, and then Zoom does that and then starts dragging him around. And I was like, and he's like holding him up in front of the police, and he like spine punched him or and stuff like that. Yeah, you like, know what oh, though? I man. did like that they did the one thing. I'm like, just even the playing field. He's faster than you. Get him in free fall. That's exactly what I. Thought, yeah. I'm glad that they did it. I'm yeah. glad that they gave Barry at least a chance to like get a couple. I'm being in. a smart guy, yeah. <laughs> because don't forget, Barry Allen is also a yeah. scientist on this show. Yeah, I was like in Jessica Jones, where it's like we're gonna wait till the 13th episode before we plug our ears while trying to fight the mind control guy. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Jeez. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, it, it seemed like a smart plan, and it almost worked out. But yeah. you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with this season so far. I'm glad that they're throwing stuff against the wall. Yeah. Um, Absolutely love it. Uh, so if we're gonna transition from into Arrow now, can we just talk about the well, two parts? Well, hold on, I got a, I got a couple questions to ask oh, sure, you because yeah. uh, there was one thing I don't know if you noticed it, but there was a thing that supported your uh, your long standing theory on this pod that uh, 
oh god, why can't uh, Zoom? Who Zoom is? That, that, yeah, that Zoom is Barry's dad. I can't mm-hmm. believe I can't. Like I'm, I'm blanking on the actor's name who played the original Flash. I'm sorry. I'm like turning in my card right now. <laughs> like that, I can't remember the. You know what? I, just, I don't know what I the mean. name of the original the name of the original Flash, but like that is dad because when we went into Earth Two for a little bit with. Uh, Oh yeah, to see where Harrison's Harrison Wells like, Harrison yeah, Wells put together a gun. doing something at his desk, yeah. and uh, he overhears that uh, you know the Green Arrow's been unmasked as Robert Queen, who yeah. was come back from the Island of Land U after his son Oliver died there. It's like ooh, yeah. So that that supports your theory that Earth Two is slightly flipped, and then maybe Barry's dad is actually. I still subscribe that uh, like you're you're betting on Barry's dad. I'm still betting that it's going to be Barry. And it's just going to be evil Barry White, and well, he's going to be fighting Gus. That's where I'm getting up my own head, actually, because yeah. every time Zoom speaks, which is not very often, but no. every time we actually hear it, it sounds like Tony Todd. <laughs> that does a little bit now that you mention it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to think. Of it. Yeah. Oh man, you're right. But that's just like ADR. They could easily do that. Yeah, right? yeah. They I could make me sound like Tony well, Todd and, with and, ADR, and, right? and uh, you know, reverse flash didn't sound a thing like Tom Cavanaugh either. Yeah. So, and like. Because like, I just think it'd be a real cool scene if, if Barry got a little faster, you know, in like episode 18 or something. like Because they do 22 well, episodes. And don't think that they're not bringing that Velocity 6 serum back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's say Barry gets a little a little faster and mm-hmm. then gets enough that he gets to punch Zoom. And when he punches Zoom, yeah, the like, mask comes like flying tears out. off face yeah. in front of the mask or something like that. And when like he that. turns, it's Barry, but he's got, it's Grant Gustin, but he's got like... I don't know, scars like or something. Scars or veins, like the like the Emperor in Star Wars or something. Just something like that, you know. He just something to make him look a little leap. not like not that to that extreme, but like Barry, strike me down with all your anger. <laughs> but more like more like in, in the Old Republic when you go bad. Yeah, in yeah. the Old Republic, and, and your skin gets a little paler, but you also get like the, the, yeah, evil, the red like, eyes. Yeah, and like the evil like bad guy blood veins where the, the, the like kind of creep. Where it looks like it's poison yeah, through your veins. Exactly, it looks like it's poison. Something like that, yeah, yeah. and then. And then Barry's like, fuck. That's what it would look like if I was evil. And one last thing before we... How am I supposed what? to beat me? Yeah. <laughs> what was your opinion on the Hawkman and Hawk Girl? Uh, I didn't the mind suits them. looked good. Um, there were a couple points. And the wings didn't look No, they, they looked good. They all. looked good. Yeah. Um, the way they were played was a little interesting. Or I think I messaged you really in the handy. preview episode yeah. where I'm like, I think Hawkgirl's been on screen for a total of six minutes. And, and then starting and to have a lot of screen time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. She's broke the record for being on screen for a total of six minutes over three episodes and having her secret identity revealed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I guess hers... Yeah, sort of wasn't really secret, but well, I mean, sure. I mean, she didn't even know. That's not fair, but I mean, what I'm saying was yeah. Cisco figured it out basically immediately. <laughs> yeah. How? What, um, what? What kind of feelings did you get when Wally West showed up in the last scene of the last episode? There again, kind of looking forward to where they go with this. I don't expect we will see him as a Flash. <laughs> no. No, I, not this season. Definitely no, not this season. They're, they're That's like, like a season three or four thing. It's a season three or four thing. I yeah. agree. It's going to be the same thing with uh, Thea as the Red Arrow. Yeah. We're sort of teased now, and we'll get mm-hmm. to it eventually. But yeah. there are already too many speedsters in this season. Even mm-hmm. if we only include like Earth Two Harrison Wells, yeah. who we kind of are used to seeing. And as his daughter is Jesse Quick. Yeah, so we've got Jesse Quick. We've got Barry Allen. We've yeah. got Zoom. Zoom. We've got Jake Eric. Yeah, the Reverse Flash is also technically yeah, and Wally West now. 
Yeah. And is. technically, uh, who's the other one? Patty uh, or Patty is is uh, Mrs. Flash in the comics, but really? she's a speed bike. But I don't think they're gonna go. Patty I don't think they're gonna go that route in the in the show. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah. a huge fan with that character. Honestly. No, I like her, but yeah. like they they had the really good scene with her and and uh, Weather Wizard at the. I end. was gonna say yeah, actually, since they brought Mark Martin back, yeah, and of course they had to. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Yeah, that was a good scene. Well, they shot that thing that, like, clamped the flat. Like, she had that gun that, like, clamped... That she shot at the Flash, and it clamped his leg to the ground. And they completely glossed over the fact... Like, Barry Allen, that was the thing I had, was, like... That, like, that was something Batman would have invented to, like, clamp the Flash to the ground and then been like, what now, buddy? And then just started punching the Flash in the face. Yeah. And, and, like, Barry Allen at no point questioned... Who built that thing, right? Like, at no point was Barry Allen was like, okay, the cops had access to a weapon that is specifically designed to stop the Flash. (laughs) Yeah, that is specifically designed to stop the Flash. Why does this exist? Who built it? Who's the guy who usually builds these things? Oh, Cisco. Cisco, you've been working with the cops. Why do the cops have a gun that is specifically (laughs) designed an anti-Flash gun? And they were like, and he's like, no. You assume it's to stop. Of course they do. What are our two main villains? Yeah. Reverse Flash. Zoom. It's true, but like... (laughs) actually a funny thing that happened because I did the crossover episode or no no they did the rogues episode Mm -hmm. and they're like oh Mark Martin's back and he's like, well, maybe I can do something that'll shut down the electromagnetic, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and it's and like the, 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 oh, the weather, yeah, the weather. That was, yeah, you're right. Because now like, we brought him back. Yeah. <laughs> and now his power is in. I, I, they didn't make it perfectly clear, but did Mark Martin's powers get absorbed into that stick now? Like, does he have to hold the the weather stick like in the comic books to use his powers? I don't think that's the way that they wanted to explain it. It sounds more like the wand would yeah. sort of nullify the. Sort of, uh, but like at the energy. end, he couldn't use his powers, and then he was, you know, he did the thing where he was like, either you give me the stick, or everybody dies, or something like that. Well, and I think Barry that had to give him the stick, and he could use his powers while he was holding the stick. Well, so. I thought it was more of a give me the stick, yeah. and I'll deactivate it, yeah. and I'll start using my powers. Maybe, again. well, I don't know. So it could I, be either way. I just thought he was holding the stick because that makes it better. Because well, that's a good point, though, because you assumed one way, I yeah. assumed the other. Either could be true. We true, yeah. Well, I just like we'll find it, out they didn't catch him. Yeah, because it, it puts <laughs> well, no, the, they did arrest him. Yeah, they did arrest him. But it put the it puts the capper on his powers, though, because again, like Storm in the X Men, if you control the weather yeah you you rule, win you win you <laughs> rule planet earth yeah. like storm can rule planet earth and if she wanted to and the weather wizard could do the same thing also metahumans are a bit more loose as far as that is concerned yeah uh, they're not as godlike as the weather controlling wizard. the weather i yeah. don't know what mutation your dna allows to do that that's true yeah <laughs> more or less if you're well his was i got shot during the middle of a storm and i somehow absorbed all the storm yeah. <laughs> ions and they put yeah, listen if you explain it with dark energy i'm willing to believe anything because yeah. uh, that's a thing in real life that exists and we don't know what it is yeah that's it's it's, it's, it's unexplained yeah. mutation we could get and it doesn't allow you to do that yeah it's, it's crazy it's absolutely crazy but like i i don't even it, i don't know it's madness it's i just i i think if they put the uh the the thing i just would enjoy it as well too because the weather wizard always had a stick in the comic books or the yeah. one the weather wand right I, I just like how off the walls are going yeah. in a season because we get stuff like oh we have to invent this weather wand because you did it in this alternate timeline would you also remember because you're this super meta human yeah. and also i travel like back in time again during the crossover yeah <laughs> i'll just my favorite, like, just with the whole Wally West thing, like when they open, when the guy opened the door, and he's like, "I'm Wally." I was like, oh, "He's so beautiful." <laughs> like, he's, just, he's just so beautiful. Come to me, my son. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Do it." 
<laughs> if you guys are busy, I can go. I'm like, no, please stay. <laughs> meet everybody. Meet the guy who you'll become. <laughs> meet your surrogate father. <laughs> My other son, Barry. Oh, man. All right, but, right, uh, right. yeah, they did the uh, the time travel thing again. Again, yeah. In uh, the Vandal Savage episode. And I'm like, I love it. They're doing it again. Yeah, <laughs> And for a so two-parter, good. it's perfect. Because I'm like, this is ideal. Because now it's all moot. So Vandal Savage can do the thing, which he did like 10 minutes later, and kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and blow up the entire city. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. He, he killed Ooh, these half. Yeah, were they in Star City when that happened? Or was that in... I think that was Central City. Central City, yeah. So he blew up one of them and they did the, like, run, Barry. And he was like, I can't take... Uh... What was it? I can't take uh... the, the group with me. Like, or, yeah. like, because the, the best part was they did the thing where it was, like, like uh, Dig and... and... Black Canary and, mm-hmm. and uh, Speedy are there, and they're like, "We're coming with, right?" And he goes, "No, I can't lose anybody." And then they all died. And then the alternate timeline, they're like, "Are we coming?" Are we suit like, up, suit, suit up. up. Yeah. And it was like, "Yes!" <laughs> and like when he suit lines, when he says "suit up," I honestly like started fist pumping, and I'm like, "Yes, I love this." And then they had this super cool shot where like. I think Dig was driving, and then they did the thing where it was like, scream! Yeah. And then the van comes in, and the Black yeah. Canary kicks to- open the van. Tokyo and Drift, like, and then just... Yeah. <laughs> and then does the Canary cry, and then Fandle Savage is like, what the hell is that? And it was just like, yes! You were ready for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out there's nine of us. Yeah, it was a total fangasm. Absolute fangasm at that moment. That was so goddamn good. Yeah, it was. And, then they and still- the fact that it's like, no, Oliver, I came back in time from yesterday, and we did it so bad. Yeah, and then... <laughs> you have to tell you your wife, your fiance, yeah. your your long term girlfriend, yeah. that you have a son. He's like, I didn't tell anyone that. Yeah, and then he was just like, well, because it was also no, hilarious. Was like, okay, fuck. Yeah, it was also hilarious the way they were like, Wally or not Wally, sorry, uh, Barry's like. Like we can't, like I can't. I'm not supposed to say anything. We can't fuck up the timeline. And he goes, "Well, what happened to us? We all died." Well, probably, we should probably talk about the timeline, basically. Oliver's like, who cares? Let's fuck up the timeline. What could be worse than all of us dying? Yeah, it's just gotten so convoluted with, like, alternate timelines yeah. and alternate universes that, it, yes, this is what I want out of a Flash series. Yeah, absolutely. Where you can be like, oh, yeah, the Weather Wizard, we use this to stop him from destroying the city with a tidal wave. It didn't end up happening, so you guys have no recollection of yeah. that. So, uh, take my word for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <So>, Weather Wand. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. And then, although there was the one thing, because they changed everything except the one thing was he still lied to Felicity about yep. not having a kid. So, right. and that caused the breakup in the first. Uh, so you have to assume that down the line, maybe a conversation to be had, and Felicity may no longer be a thing. Yep. Which brings us to. <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, do you think? Obviously, like. Felicity's not dead, right? Like, of course, like, not. at the end, <laughs> obviously. Our whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, and I just, I love the fact that like the last two Christmases, because like you didn't watch Week to Week last no, uh, year, but yeah. last year the last episode we got before was the, the Christmas one, got, got it. yeah, it was the one where <laughs> Ross El Ghul stabs him in the chest and then kicks him off yeah. the side of the mountain. And like, that's right. Oh, how are they going to get out of this one? Yeah. He's probably dead. Yeah, he's like, well, he's dead, right? Well, good show over. Yeah, if you don't watch the show, you're like, well, because well, I was like, well, good thing there's a Lazarus pit, right? Which they didn't use and never really explained. Well, and here's the thing. That was really weird about season three of Arrow. So not only do I expect that for a second that, you know, Felicity's the one that's dead, this is the the one yeah. who we've been getting the, you know, the the six months later yeah, uh, scene of him at a, yeah. a gravesite. 
Uh, not only do I believe for a second they would kill her off, but even if they did, they have proven several times on this show that death is not permanent. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. Well, because that was a big thing that they did in um, at the beginning of the season, or after they brought Sarah back to life. Because you can't have death not be permanent. Uh, a factor. Yeah, you can't, because otherwise the stakes don't count, right? Yep. And that's what's... That is the main problem right now, Miller, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is that death is not a factor mm-hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. And we we just, we can't, you've got to have death be a factor. And they did that thing where they poisoned the, uh, we don't know if there's two Lazarus pits, right? right? We know in the comic book, comic book readers know there's multiple Lazarus pits, but so far they've established only one Lazarus pit in this universe. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Nissa poisoned it. Yeah. So that was something they're like, we got to get that out of the way right now. Yeah. Otherwise, no one will ever take a death on this show seriously again because it'll just be like, put Felicity in the Lazarus pit. Right? But, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> we did see John Barrowman scoop, scoop up, up Phantom Savage's ashes. <laughs> ashes. Now, that could be weird because they've also introduced blood magic in this particular season. True, so true. We have no idea. Any number of things. Yeah, we have no idea what to do with that. Uh, so the one last thing I'll say about The Flash is as crazy as all the time travel and alternate timelines and people coming from the future and alternate worlds that we have in this uh, season, the least likely thing that has happened so far, the least realistic thing so far, is that Felicity had access to a Betamax player. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're probably right. Because like, you know what I was thinking about? I wanted to buy the other day. Um, was an old boombox. Like, I was thinking I wanted to get, like, an old boot, like, an old, like, to be, like, ghetto blaster. blaster, which is, you know, most racist shit ever. But, uh, like, that's what we called them. I had no idea it was racist. Well, was, we learned later, but the boombox, but you can't find boomboxes anywhere. Like, even if you go on, like, eBay or anything, you, you can find one that, like, is an iPod dock. And oh, put, yeah, yeah. Put an iPod in it, but you can't, uh, find, like, a, a tape deck. The Betamax thing, though. That is pretty hilarious. I mean, like, you gotta go super deep into the. <laughs> into this uh, Vandal Savage guy. Oh man, that was weird. But I mean, like, yeah, obviously we know. Fl- have you have you given any more? Because my you and me both um, guessed that much like our predictions with who Zoom is uh, mm-hmm. with Arrow, who we think is dead. You and I dead. were both on the train of Quentin, Quentin Land yep. is going to be dead. A couple of things have kind of supported that because he's he's. He's finding love in Felicity's mom, which I saw that when yep. the, when that happened, where the two of them were sitting there. He just signed his own death certificate. I was like, "Yeah, Quentin, get some." Yeah, sure. It's like <laughs> I'm so happy for you that you yeah. finally found joy, but that just means yeah. that when you think you're happiest, yeah, someone's gonna snatch it away because that's gonna be a thing, and he's gonna do it like diving in front of a bullet for air for. Uh, for Oliver, right? Like Oliver's You know what, be... actually, and if I can predict it, yeah. I don't actually think it's going to be Damien Darg. I think it might actually be a driving factor of the uh, of the Vandal Savage. You think so? Line. Maybe. I don't know. I, I No, because I just, I feel, because, no, because remember he said, I'm going to kill Damien Darg, right? So it has to be, it has to be, uh, mm. in the first episode at the grave with Barry, he was like, I'm going to kill Damien Darg. So he's breaking his no-killing oath, which... Oh. Okay, fair enough. I forgot. Yeah, so I guess he's breaking his no killing oath, but uh, or he's gonna try his best. He's he's certainly thinking about it anyway. And uh, what what are you thinking, John Diggle and his brother and that whole? Is that plot keeping your your Um, interest at all? Because I like Dig, but I'm I'm not the fact that they've no punch in Dig in this one. (laughs) 
<laughs> the fact that they've reintroduced uh, Diggs' brother, they might get somewhere with it because like they aren't smart. But right now, it's honestly just. I like, hope they him do throwing files at him in this prison they've built in the in the arrow quiver. I hope not... they do because yeah. my, the other theory that I had posited for who the dead person is on Arrow is Dig. <laughs> yeah, because I felt like they were out of stories to tell with him. And then they brought his brother back from the dead, literally, two episodes yeah. later. Um, so, I don't... The thing, I, I kind of... It's my least favorite part of the show right now. Yeah, I'll say it's, that. Not, it's not fantastic, but I mean, like... Which is a shame. Although Theo once so again awesome. is dating another guy that I don't care about. Yeah, Theo dating that pretty boy who's like, I'm the, uh, campaign, manager. I'm the campaign manager for Oliver, even though he's running against nobody. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. like, how many votes do you need to win a... a, a poll against nobody like if you vote for yourself and your sister votes for you don't you beat nobody automatically like why do you need this typically i guess but it's all about like rallying the city but it's not about actually taking mayoral candidacy and yet another dc plot where somebody is running for mayor oh sure for some sort of public office (laughs) it's Oh, it's always mayor. It's always mayor. Like well, the well, ran we, for mayor. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Twice, yeah. like Burgess Meredith ran for mayor, and then Danny DeVito ran for mayor. Well, sure. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this. It depends on what the scale of the hero is involved. Yeah. So we had the Penguin as a a city level villain running yeah. for mayor mm-hmm. against Batman, who's a city level hero. But yeah. we had Luthor, yeah, who was running for president yeah, ran for because president he's and won the American depending superhero. on who's telling the story. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's Luthor, what I was Luthor one is like a third party, too. Oh, yeah. Well, like, of course, Luthor did. didn't run as a Republican. Like, he well, here's, run as a here's Republican. what I'm kind of getting at, and I don't I mean, want to get too political here. Like, but is Luthor basically Donald Trump? No, Trump's not that smart. Although, like, okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna, de- I'm not gonna denigrate a great American character like Lex Luthor by comparing him to Donald. Well, Trump. no, but uh, but the similarities are there. <laughs> he's rich and evil. Although, yes, he's rich and evil. Although, Lex Luthor earned his fortune. Trump just had his. Him handed to us uh, by his father. So. Yeah, that's not, not going to do <laughs> but it. But we don't need to get into political leanings because nobody enjoys that talk whatsoever. And we're a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, also we're Canadian. But uh, we have some opinions. Mm. <laughs> and we don't like what... I Well, personally, I don't like what we got going on up here. Yeah, right they now, but, came for the Americans and yeah. we said nothing. <laughs> yeah. The, the alternative... I'm going to stop there. The alternative is not fantastic. Uh, what do you think of the island stuff? Um, the, oh, the flashback stuff. Yeah, the flashback stuff. Um... I am interested to see more of it. Um, we had uh, yeah. a good couple, the, the crossover episode with Constantine, with Constantine yeah. that felt like it had some good meat to it, yeah, but once again, good. just like last season, just like the season before, it's Oliver mostly just talking to someone in a cave, yeah. a woman in a cave. It's not great, other than the Constantine moment, which was fantastic. But, well, and, um, and if the enemy leader is yeah. this dude who is too... Like into the the mystical stuff, and I hope that we see more of that. That guy's somebody. They, I, I can't. I don't know if they said his name, but he's supposed to be somebody. Like I have said his name, but I wouldn't know it. I can't remember the name. I was off the top of his head. He's like a low level general. He's like General Sam Lane, I think. <laughs> of, like he's like the Sam Lane of of, of DC, where he's just like another general <laughs> guy. Well, because they had General Shreve in the last yeah. one, right? And then he's some other like military guy, I think. That, but I think he was part of Project Cadmus, that mm. particular character, and then. Hmm. In the comics, but I don't. I don't think that I, would I could be Cadmus wrong. Reference, I'd be yeah, I that. could be wrong about that. Which they could do now because they've got a Supergirl. Yeah, so why, why not? not right? Yeah, they haven't talked. That was another thing I talked with Kreisberg about on on the Fat Man on Batman podcast mm. is whether or not they eventually we might see Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin on CBS. And he was like, "Well, 
we can do it. It's just it's and we want to. He he expressed that they want to. There's just because it's network crossover. You got there's yeah. hoops that you have oh, to no, jump yeah, through. Right? There's a lot of hoops they got to jump through. But they did. He did say. He wants to do it. Well, much <laughs> yeah. like the hood can become the arrow, can yeah. become the green arrow eventually. Yeah. I, I, I see a rebranding of Argus. <laughs> yeah, become Cadmus. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, we got our, we got the wall. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see. Uh, well, because I mean, the island stuff in season three was fucking awful. Like the stuff where he was in running yes. around and yes. set on set. Yeah, and it was all there to set up yeah. katana, which they didn't actually really do. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just hardcore guys like myself saw that mask and were like. Oh! <laughs> like, cause like, fuck! I love Katana. I wish they. I so upset that her single issues bombed in uh, mm-hmm. DC. That was depressing. They only got through two volumes, but she lived on in the Outsiders. Yeah, so, yep. as she always does, <laughs> of course. And she said they just introduced her in Birds of Prey too. Really? Uh, yeah, she she made it into the Birds of Prey in the new Shit. Fifty Two. Was her? There was a cover shot of her. Poison Ivy. I said, Birds of Prey is one of those series that I could actually see myself getting yeah, into. Yeah, well, it was on the cover, the late, the latest cover shot they did, it was, it's Katana, Poison Ivy, and Black Canary on the same cover. Yeah. Like, what more do you need? going to argue with that? Yeah, <laughs> what, what more do you need? It was fantastic. Um, we got to see, Ray Parker did your favorite trope in, uh, yep. in, in Arrow, which is, thanks <laughs> for saving me, and now uh, I'm leaving, leaving town, town forever. forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> My favorite thing, and uh, another uh, which, thing that's uh, becoming specifically an Arrow trope, which is the I wasn't really dead. Yeah, <laughs> no uh, one ever really dies in Arrow. Yeah, well, except for that one guy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a few people again, which is why they they need to kill somebody off to keep the stakes and somebody significant too. Like it can't be like I was thinking about what if Felicity's mom died. I'd be like, no, oh, that doesn't count. That's not even fair, <laughs> right? Yeah, like because I mean, it would still hold gravitas because it's like the the mother of his wife. Well, and his wife would be crying. And, and, and listen, if it were if stuff. it were a Joss Whedon series, yes, that's exactly who would die. Like, <laughs> the so, character who doesn't deserve it at all and is just a ray of sunshine. Yeah, but uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. I, yeah, I, I, they, she's been in like four and a half episodes. Like, yeah. I think we're right on Quentin because we're running out of things to do with that Quentin character too. So exactly, it's, it's got to. Well, and now he's fine. Like his daughter's back again for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, his other daughter, he's kind of made peace with. Now peace I'm with the one who dies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's it's like he's kicking his drinking habit, which, quite frankly, I, I don't understand why I would blame that man for drinking constantly. Well, exactly, <laughs> his, his problems have yeah. more or less been solved, other than he's now a tool for a guy that he wants to help take down. Yeah. Add in the fact that he's kind of falling in love. If you're genre savvy, he's painting a big old target right on right his back. Right on his spine, yeah. <laughs> Seems that way. And then it, it, it's a better way for them to go. Uh, and if he dies, it's a good way for them to kick off uh, Sarah Lance's foray into the yeah. uh, Legends of Tomorrow where she's like, my dad died. Cause I oh, and that's why I thought now that that would be the hero, motivating right? factor yeah. in that series. But it might happen in Arrow and then still propel that character forward in the crossover yeah so um Neil McDonough still killing it yeah what did you think of that scene at the end what did you make of that scene at the end of the one where they showed that him that whole his episode wife his, his I wife didn't understand assuming wife and daughter I didn't understand that anything he was doing in that whole episode 
Because that was yeah. the, oh, I'm running for office. I don't care what Damien Darth thinks of it. But he doesn't say that. He's just like, people didn't want me to do my Bay project. Yeah. And I'm going to. And he's like, well, I'm just going to out myself as a terrorist now. Yeah. What? <laughs> not only that, but he had, was talking to that like secret society of rich people. It seemed, And it seemed like he was trying to build an underground society. Because he's like, look, we've managed to build corn. Yep. Now we have food forever. And it's like, what's your move here, Damien? Are you trying to build like an underground society where it's like... This world is too corrupt, so we will like. He's like those rich people that yeah, claim they can make doomsday a, preppers. Yeah, doomsday preppers, and they're gonna like build a society. They're like, we're gonna get in this rocket, and we'll go into space, and we'll build a utopian society in uh-huh. space. Oh yeah, like, well, Damien Dark has been playing too much Fallout Four for sure. I guess like really <laughs> start my weird. underground city with corn and hookers. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really weird because he was talking to him, and they were like, he was talking to him like they were investors, and he needed to get. Like he's like, I need to get your, I need to get you guys on board with this because I'm gonna need seed money. Well, I'm corn seed now, money. If there's money. some other like uh, secret society in uh, the DC universe that he might be, because he of... is supposed to be Hive, right? And Hive is a yeah, yeah. But but, I, not, but that makes me wonder yeah. who these other people are yeah. because they didn't seem like they were coming and to was him that... groveling. Like it sounded yeah. like he needed to. Impress them, yeah, and it was like so. That makes me wonder if they're at least in some way more powerful than he. Although he did kill that one guy because he's like a lot of people don't think this is real, and then he killed him. Right? He's like they think I'm just like Chris Angel or something, right? Yeah, and he's like so he killed one guy to make an example, but then, but it was weird because like didn't they go down into like a bunker? So they have like a football field's worth of corn mm-hmm. underground in some mm-hmm. where they've got like misting like yeah and, like the artificial like, sunlight and it's like what are you doing Damien just have turn that into a grow up <laughs> and then, like, he's basically got a grow up for corn yeah run the burrows just yeah. like everyone always did and you, you gotta believe there was one of those guys who went down there and was like man I thought we were doing weed <laughs> like, corn corn can't smoke that <laughs> or can you well, in the trying future out. can we smoke corn <laughs> Oh, so man. yeah, not so, not entirely sure yeah. what his plan is. I imagine there is one. That's true. We don't really have one other than he's evil bad guy who wants to take over the city, right? We don't well, sure. Him. All we know he's so far is right? yeah. I mean, the only way we can link him with even being a bad guy so far mm-hmm. is that a he's out of himself. That's his bad. Yeah, and he's connected with these these uh, ghosts, which yeah. are knocking over things. But otherwise, like. It seems like he's just gone out of his way to put himself on Green Arrow's radar. Yeah. Like, at a certain point, he, I, I think he's just like, you know what? I don't care. This is me. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Right. Right. Or even, like, in second season, Jason Blood wasn't unknown for more than the two episodes that Damien Dark has been. Yeah, that's And they both have equally conspicuous yeah. last names. They've got to bring one person. One more. I, like, I'm... I'm going to put out a personal request to mm-hmm. Guggenheim. I'm sure they've already shot this stuff and got it written, so oh, okay. there's no so way to rewrite it. It's coming. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I want to put out a personal request. I want to see one more magic user or blood magic. I want to see either Jason Blood, Etrigan, or Zatanna. Zatanna. Just Zatanna. give me one. Like, can you, yeah. Can you, well, no, I want Zatanna. <laughs> like, Zatanna's awesome <laughs> too, but I want Zatanna. Yeah, you know what the show needs is more hot girls. Yeah. <laughs> in bare legs. Well, not bare legs, but with the fishnet stocking. Uh, sure. Although they'd find a way to not do her. Uh, uh, or maybe they would. Oh, probably not. I mean, Paul Blackthorne already made a comment about. Uh, um, uh, his daughter running around like like she's in an bondage. Yeah, he said no, bondage. No, 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 no. no. John Barrowman said yeah, that, right? right? Yeah, yeah, John Barrowman was like, "Oh, I see you got your bondage gear on." Which I, and I was like, when he said that, I was like, "Right? Nobody <laughs> ever like 
finally. Yeah, Ra's like, al Ghul says what we're all thinking. Yeah, why are you trying to never call him Ra's al Ghul? He's yeah. not my Ra's al Ghul. He'll protect my daughter. I'm Ra's al Ghul. Just name dropping yeah. himself. And, like, and heard who is he to, and not only that, but who is John Barrowman to make fun of someone else's outfit when he shows up in that stupid leather like, get up that all yeah. the uh, assassin guys wear? And it's like, what an inefficient suit. It's my favorite thing, actually. Oh, Whenever man. he shows up and it's just completely straight faced and like. Ponto the shadows with yeah, twelve dudes, with 12 behind, dudes him. behind him. Yeah, like, like he's goddamn leather outfit. Yeah, and that's a surprise. Thing. Like, and I like John Barrowman, and he's over the top. Much like he's the arrows Wentworth Miller, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he's that guy. And, like, but I just every time he refers to himself as Ra's al Ghul, I was just like, like I, I picture Batman just punching John Barrowman in the face so hard, being like, Pretender. <laughs> right? like, Swear to me! <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, man. I love it. So what do you grade in Arrow? So we got a C- minus on Supergirl. Yep. We got an A++++ plus 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 <laughs> on Flash. Yep. There are not enough pluses for that one. Uh, what are you grading? Uh, uh, I'm going to say A-. minus. I'm still... Yeah, that's I'm, the wheelhouse I'm in right now. I'm still I'm really it, liking there's it. Some wrinkles. There's yeah. a couple things where I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I, I, I know that they can address them, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing them address them. Do you think it's weird that... I mean, I, I know it's a small world, and assuming it's like... It would also have to be a small world in... Like, you assume they, they, like, like our world, it's a small world, you run into people from time to time, but isn't it weird that Oliver ran into that same woman twice in the same coffee shop that had his kid? Like, at no point was he like, huh. Like, I don't know, I just thought, maybe I'm, maybe it's a minor quibble, yeah, but it's, it's just like, I mean... The fact that he just keeps running into <laughs> he ran into her twice. Well, right? it's a genre thing too. I mean, like of yeah. all people that Cisco could possibly hit on in the entire city, what are the yeah, odds that it would be hot girl? Yes, <laughs> well, if you want us to play that game, like, yeah. but uh, yeah, who knows? Jeez, yeah. That was good. <laughs> uh, so, Agents of Shield. Mm. So we gotta talk a little Marvel now. Okay, well, this is all you. I'll react to it. You react to it? Okay. I, 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 Do you want me to I tell saw, you? like, through halfway of last year's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and kind of gave up. I am. I'm out of the loop. <laughs> so. Do you want me to just get you caught up on what they're doing? Because I could do that. So, this will be like, we've been spoiling everything, so I'll just spoil. So, sure. What was the last thing you saw? So, basically, halfway through season two, you saw that they introduced the Inhumans, right? No, I didn't and, even get that no, far. And the Terrigen crystals and whatnot, and the and the the, the Kree Skull War. Okay, so basically, the Inhumans in the Marvel comics, the Kree needed to create more weapons for their war with the Skrull, mm-hmm. and one of their ideas was they built a bunch of temples on Earth and various other planets, but specifically Earth, planet Earth, mm-hmm. and they built some temples, and certain humans would go in, and if they were worthy. They would get spray. They would get hit with the Terrigen Mist. In, mm-hmm. I believe it's called the Terrigen Mist in the in the comics. And if you were worthy, you would Develop gain some sort of superpower that would help you in their war. And so it's very much like the mutants that also exist in. Except you can have you can be worthy of receiving this power, mm-hmm. or instead of being born with it, like yeah. the mutants were somewhat randomly. <laughs> yeah, and then your, your your powers become super random, and obviously, much like the mutants, yeah. some of them are better than others. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are just disfiguring yeah, and awful. Like, yeah, some of them are disfiguring and awful. Some of them are awesome godlike abilities. Other ones are like, man, that's it. You know, that's what yeah. I get. That doesn't help. Like, I get to shoot fireworks out of my hands. Get out of here, Jubilee. You're no help to anybody. Like, we'll call you when we want to host a rave. <laughs> but so 
they've they, they there was the secret society. I can't remember what they called it, but there was the secret society run by the worst actor or actress in the history of time, and probably the worst. Marvel's introduced some terrible villains during the MCU, and unfortunately, uh, I think this is the worst one. Because really? like, yeah, this woman was not only a terrible actress, but I'm trying to think of what the previous one game or nothing. I would say um, Mickey Rourke's. I was going to say, was it Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke, and through no fault of his own, because Mickey Rourke was fun in that movie, but it's definitely not. What uh, blood? Whipla- yeah, whiplash. <laughs> Well played, sir. I need my board. But board. he wasn't even the bad guy in that movie, right? Nope. He wasn't the bad guy. Uh, just Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell was, was, as, it was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Rockwell was probably the bad guy in that one. But like, yeah. Well, I don't know. That one's up there. The guy. Well, apparently, and I never actually seen it, but apparently there's a deleted scene on uh, Iron Man three DVD. Yeah. Um, of Trevor as the Mandarin. Yeah. In prison, and Sam Rockwell's. I was like, look at this fucking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> People are afraid of him. I'm Justin Ham. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I would love that. What a terrible. And like Iron Man three, I would Iron, Iron. You just made a strong case for Iron Man three because Ben Kingsley was killing it as the Mandarin, and then the one of the worst M Night Shyamalan twists of all time. He was the man it's like what is happening I remember that scene was so offensive my brother and I were oh, watching I am the man my, yeah my brother and I were watching that on the way to no sorry I wasn't watching it I had already seen it my mm. brother was watching it on a flight we were on our way to uh, uh, Bermuda from where my aunt lives right. for her yeah. wedding and I was sitting there I forget what movie I was watching might have just been watching 30 Rock or something like that and sure. my brother popped on Iron Man 3 and he's sitting like I'm sitting yeah, in one aisle seat he's sitting in the aisle next to me and then halfway through the movie like for a while, yeah. all of a sudden I get a tap on my shoulder and my bro- and it's my brother and he goes what? what? <laughs> with the headphones in during the Ben Kingsley like moment where he's Come like on now. Mandarin it's not real it's a- and I'm like I know why did they do that? Was- ole, ole, ole. Oh my god they were doing such a great job they had a fantastic Marvel villain of Ben Kingsley who like you're like you imagine him killing it as the Mandarin and, and he, he did. was <laughs> and then he, they took it away from him for no reason and it was like why is this happening why <laughs> like, oh god it's pretty bad set up the ten so, yeah. for three movies yeah this woman so she built her like secret society and Shield is doing the thing where it's like do we extend the olive branch and whatnot and Shield is also because season two happened mm-hmm. at the same time as. Um, in a post Winter Soldier yeah, world. Yeah, post Winter Soldier world. So S.H.I.E.L.D. is fractured, and, and there's certain guys. Yeah, there's certain guys who are trying to put it back together, and they want to change. They're like, um, almost. Edward James Almost comes in, and yep. he's fantastic. And Edward James Almost and a few other higher ups of S.H.I.E.L.D. are like, we've got to change the way we do things at S.H.I.E.L.D. It's got to be less of a dictatorship here, more of a democracy. I love that Edward James Almost is in the MC. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, well, I wish it wasn't in Age Technically it was, because spoiler alert, he gets yeah, killed, which sure. is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Because they put him in. He was in a couple of Get scenes. <laughs> he was in a couple of scenes, because like, Almost is a charisma monster, right? Well, I'm watching through Battlestar Galactica yeah. right now, and it's got, I, I mean, I'm early in it, and it's incredible so far. I heard it goes downhill, but I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, Almost almost is, is, is a charisma monster, oh, and yeah. they put him in scenes with this this woman who yeah, they made this paper cut out of a who is ferocious she had to have been like I don't know how she got that job and I don't want to know because it was terrible because she was fucking awful and there's no way that she was their best option that's all I'm saying because she was a ter- one of the worst actresses I've ever like seen in my January life January Jones in uh, First Class yeah but oh. worse somehow oh. worse oh. than January Jones like made January Jones look like Meryl Streep this woman honestly Emma Frost and <laughs> yeah but anyway 
so this woman is like building this utopian society for all the inhumans and it's mm-hmm. like and you see some inhuman guys like one guy can shoot lightning out of his hands one woman can multiply herself and sure. you know various other powers and we learn that Sky yep. is an inhuman Quake because <laughs> she's Quake in the comic books right yep. da- Daisy Johnson right is, is Quake in the comic we learn her real name is Daisy Johnson and people right. start calling her Daisy and and it's weird because they put this woman who cannot act in the scenes with Edward James almost and Kyle MacLachlan because Kyle MacLachlan yep. plays her like a estranged her, husband and yep. Kyle MacLachlan who like almost is a charisma monster yep. Kyle MacLachlan will blow Edward James almost <laughs> off the screen with his like with his awesomeness right yeah, and yeah. then they put like so this woman's in like all of her scenes are with either Kyle MacLachlan or Edward James almost which makes her look increasingly worse these guys are trying so yeah. hard not to roll their eyes in every scene where they're just like man what are you doing here you suck right and then so like S.H.I.E.L.D. tries to extend the olive branch to these inhumans and then this woman fakes like she kills almost and then fakes that almost tried to attack her mm. so that she can rally the inhumans to try to take down shield and stuff so then she becomes the villain late game too it was very like mm. a nice Shyamalan twist well I mean they kind of did that in the first season of Ages of Shield a little bit too yeah with Bill uh, Paxton right but it was less well yeah dumb. I mean they built that up and it was yeah. this sort of a reveal as well I've been this guy all along yeah and it was it was real bad but and then but like so she takes these the, the Terrigen mist that they used to have has, has been crystallized, and they have to use these crystals, right? So sure. the crystals, they when they drop the crystals on something, they turn into dust. And if if, if someone who's not worthy ingests the dust, and yeah, they die, they mm-hmm. die. They turn into stone and die. Oh right, right. Or, okay, yeah, I think that would kind of lead them up. To yeah, that. they yeah. turn into stone and die, or they uh, get, a, or if they survive the process, they get some powers. So it it, it all comes down to this fight between. This new shield and um, the Inhumans, the, the Inhumans who have sided with this woman and Daisy's stuck in the middle, like Sky Daisy stuck in the middle. She just like I don't know which side to be on, mm-hmm. and which is kind of mirroring the previous season, yeah, is, which isn't bad, yeah. But like just the way they did it in season two was awful. But anyway, it all ends up with this conflict on a boat, <laughs> and the agents of Shield end up beating uh, the bad guys. And there's this yep. bit where they have this one guy who, when he turned into a, it looked really terrible. I don't know why they they chose to do this because they could have just put like a blindfold over him or something like that instead of. But there was this guy who his power was he was a teleporter. Okay, and he lost his eyes when he transformed. So, but sure. but he he much like Daredevil had sight beyond sight, mm-hmm. right? So he got to uh, he got to teleport, and when he teleported, he could see, you know he could move people and stuff like that, and. Uh, he ends up in a fight, like, and he was the one woman's like right hand man. And they did this weird thing with the makeup in him, where they basically basically gave him like a smooth scar. Sc- no, like a like smooth a space. Yeah, scar. like a smooth, smooth space in his head, and the makeup looked really terrible. Which to me, if I was in wardrobe or makeup or whatever for that one, I would have been like, why don't we just put some sunglasses on? <laughs> yeah, why don't we just either put some sunglasses on him or put like a blindfold over him? Like you know how they always like the blind samurais always do that where they, yeah. they they cover their eyes or just give them white eyes or something. They gave him this whatever that was their choice. Sure. I don't like it. Maybe other people did, but 
Well, there was that dude in Flash who could turn into other people and forgot what he looked like. Hannibal, yeah, Hannibal Bates. Yeah, Hannibal Bates, <laughs> the Everyman. The worst name ever. Yeah, <laughs> the Everyman. Well, came after two three, famous serial killers. Yeah, well, the reason they called him that is because in the comics, in order for Everyman to gain powers, he had to eat something. Oh, of that okay, like, okay. but no, so like he could eat your ear or your mm-hmm. hair or your skin particles <laughs> and your fingernails. He did. He did that in the comics. He ate some people's fingernails, which is why they called him Hannibal Bates, right? Sure. Hannibal the Cannibal, yeah. right? Um, oh. Well, Hannibal was so anyway, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> Teleporting guy gets in a fight with, uh, like, his climactic fight is him versus Coulson, and uh, uh, who was the other one? Uh, this new um, guy they had to replace because they killed the one black guy. So they had to introduce another black guy. Mm-hmm. And it's another black guy. I can't remember the character name, but he's pretty cool. I really like him. He's a lot of fun. I'm trying to remember now because I think he was introduced fairly early. Yeah, because I think they're both there. And then the the guy who was in the first season, yeah, who was uh, Bill Paxton's right hand man, mm-hmm. and then just joined up with you know Team Coulson after it turned out Bill Paxton was oh, of course. Yeah. part of Hydra and whatnot. Sure. And um, the guy. So they end up in their in their fight, and when they end up killing the teleporter dude, mm-hmm. but then um, one of the crystals, the, the, when the teleporter dude's dying, he drops. He's holding one of the crystals, which he can because he's an inhuman, sure. and he drops one of the crystals. And if it explodes on yeah. the ground, it's ba- it's basically like the ending to The Rock, where Nick Cage yeah, yeah. has to catch the mm-hmm. the glowing ball. Otherwise, <laughs> like yeah. the what was it called? The VX gas. The, the needle yeah. into my heart. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> yeah. The VX gas. It's basically VX gas, right? Yeah. It's space VX gas. So Coulson catches it, but because he catches it, yeah, his it's it starts oh, like yeah. eating his hand. So. The the brother I cannot remember his name takes an axe and cuts off Coulson's hand before it can eat the rest of his body and kill him. So wow. Coulson's missing his left hand. It's pretty Star Wars. And, yeah, and then um, at the end of well, actually, tons of limbs get removed in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know this because I don't know if you've noticed that because yeah. like 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 uh, in Iron Man three alone, Iron Man three alone. Yeah, tons of uh, guys got their their arms amputated. Um, Ulysses Claw, but obviously there was a reason for that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the arm, the Hulkbuster lost his arm at one point. Had his arm chopped off by the Hulk at one point. Like there's a lot of limb removal in the. Uh, I'm, I think I'm forgetting a bunch too. Oh, probably Bucky. Yeah, Bucky. <laughs> yeah, Bucky had his arm surgically removed and replaced with a robot arm. So there's another one. Oh man, but um, yeah, so. The agents, we're doing wrap up beats at the end of season two, and the agents of Shield guys are taking uh, the thing away. Mm-hmm. And again, this is on a boat, and the woman, the bad guy, the entire time she's been carrying around this chest, this old timey chest, like treasure chest mm-hmm. that's filled with these crystals. Mm-hmm. During the fight, the crystals get knocked overboard and are knocked to the mm-hmm. bottom of the ocean. Oh, good. And the last scene we see of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season two mm-hmm. is we get a pan down to the bottom of the ocean. The Terrigen crystals are down there. They've been opened and the mist is now bleeding into the ocean and it bleeds into this school of fish mm-hmm. which get caught by fishermen and oh, turn good. into fish oil pills for yeah. all the uh, the fancy people. So when we open season one or season three, we're now deep into da- Daisy. They call on her Daisy. Daisy's fully trained. She can control her powers mostly. So now she's a full like one of the Super. top. Yep. Yeah, one of the full top agents. Coulson's got a robot hand that he's replaced. Much sure. like Luke Skywalker, he's got some like Thor. weird robot hand. Star Tech. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and um, they. 
uh, are trying to find people are ingesting these fish oil pills, obviously. And if you're in, in that's really what they do. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, because the, the fish oil pills are like some weird. That's like some weird health fad. Part of some like, it is like if you you got to eat fish oil pills in order to you know have enough energy to keep your abs have, looking slim have or whatever. A strong and glossy coat. Yeah, <laughs> some just nonsense, right? So, so like the but at this point at season three. Shield has learned that it is the fish oil pills, but there's still some bottles that are. Oh, I see. You know, like they've got most of the bottles, but there's still some kicking around, and some people are turning them into, and some people are getting turned into bad guys. We don't know how many other people are. So it's like that scene in Hulk where Bruce Banner's blood gets in the energy drink. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit exactly like that. And then basically, so there's this one guy who's going around, and he can't control his power, and his power is basically he liquefies metal. Okay. So he's in the middle of the city and he can't control his power. So that's obviously incredibly dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. And he ended up killing his wife, or I can't remember if they said he was gay and he killed his husband. But either way, his significant other is dead, mm-hmm. and it was because he didn't know his powers. Daisy gets him, tries to like you know yeah, they bring him with him. They're like you know, Mike let Peterson. us teach you your powers and other <laughs> nonsense. So then we learn about this other super secret society that's run by Constance Zimmer. Constance Zimmer comes in. She is, um, I recognize her from Entourage. She was uh, the female agent that Ari... Carla Gugino? No, that was Carla Gugino. No, Carla Gugino was like the rival uh, agent, female agent. Constance Zimmer was the Warner Brothers executive that uh, Ari had uh, the history with before he met his wife. And then... When Ari separates from his wife in like season eight, which was uh, a terrible plot, they form. start banging and stuff. And, well, that was when Mrs. Ari, yeah, who never had a name. No, she was always <laughs> Mrs. Ari. And uh, but like Constance Zimmer comes up and she's part of this new uh, government-run agency. Like she reports directly to they like they they insinuate they don't say it directly, but they insinuate that she reports directly to Barack Obama. Okay, and she uh, comes in and. Is like we need your inhumans and stuff like that, and Coulson's like, "Why you can't have Daisy and stuff like that?" And then, blah blah blah, like like yada yada yada. They strike up a romantic relationship, and Coulson ends up sh- they end up sharing secrets. And Coulson says that um, she shows Coulson this facility where they've been keeping inhumans in these like pods, mm. and he's like, "Why are you doing this?" And he's like, "Cause like they're fucking dangerous. We don't know what to do. We got to yeah. keep them like this till we either but figure out a cure or, or do whatever." So it's essentially, it's very similar to the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ward is back, and Ward's trying to like, oh, yeah. recreate Hydra. <laughs> sure. And so Ward's, got, so these, well. like, Ward's got these like these, this like low-level version of, of Hydra. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the guys, like Agent May, and I'm getting real sick of fucking Ming-Na Wen's. Really? Like, her stupid, like, angry face that she always does. Like, uh, that's getting real. Like, I want to see her get shot so bad on that show. It'll never, <laughs> It'll never happen, though. But, like... And it's no fault of Ming Na Wen's. They're giving her nothing. She just stands there and and glares, and it's like, oh. And then when she it comes was Mulan. Oh, God, it's so bad. Yeah, I just I hate yourself. that character. Agent Melinda May is so bad. Like, if I could get one character out of the MCU, I would, wow, really? I would very much like to see Melinda May. Wow, that was that's, that's not true, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, that's he gots to go. <laughs> like, he gots to go, Hawkeye. Oh boy. So, uh, Melinda May and those guys are trying to get Ward. Ward ends up kind of rebuilding Hydra, but then doesn't because they get to him and nearly kill him. And then as he's getting away, we meet Powers Booth. Powers Booth shows up in the show, Miller. Okay. Replacing James Al- uh, almost as our gravelly-voiced old old dude who... who <laughs> Have a talk like this contest. Who's just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Who's just fantastic. And he was technically in one of the Avengers movies. He's supposed to be like a high-ranking... Powers Booth plays... I can't remember the name of the guy, but he's supposed to be like the last of the high-ranking... Um, 
shield agents. Okay. And the shield. The so he was in like Cap Two or something. Oh, sorry, not shield agents. High ranking Hydra agents. Because you remember uh, he was in Cap Two when they said uh, he was one of the. Um, they remember they told no, it was in Avengers. Remember in Avengers, they told him to blow up the. Uh, they, they were like, oh, send yeah, the bomb yeah, send to the nuke, yeah. send the nuke to blow it up. And and Sam Jackson says, yes, I know you gave me an order, but seeing as to how it's a stupid one, I have chose to ignore it. Stupid. Powers absolutely. Booth was one of the one yeah. of the talking heads, and like the dark, they were like, you know yeah. the. Oh god! What did they call him in? Uh, I don't remember, but it, it couldn't just be Robert Redford. <laughs> no, well, because he, he uh, his was character it? mentions Robert Redford at one point because Robert Redford's character was uh, Pierce, right? Yep. Uh, but like when, uh, yeah, but Powers Booth was one of the guys. What, what the hell did they call them in uh, Venture Brothers? The 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 guild. Oh, of, the guild of calamitous intent. Not the, not just the guild, but there were the faces, right? Like oh, the, the Council of Thirteen. The Council of Thirteen. Yeah, it's basically what it was. It was like the Council of Thirteen with these just. Shad- the Shad- Board of Shadowy Figures, yep. right? The Board of Shadowy Figures was essentially yep. what they were, right? Which is from Clone Eye, <laughs> right? That's essentially what they were. And Powers Booth happened to be one of those guys. So, like, I don't know if they did that on purpose, but if they did, fucking good on them, right? So... It's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah so, like, Powers Booth shows up and he starts showing um, uh, Ward. He's like, let me show you the true Hydra. Now... The very last image we had at the end of season two was they had the monolith, like the Kree monolith that existed in, um, and Shield was trying to figure out what it does. The very last scene of season two is Gemma gets too close to it. The thing like warps, sucks her into it. Oh, and then Gemma, we we find out Gemma has been transported to this other planet, and she's been there for months before the high, the the guys figure out how to get her there. Really. And we spent it until they actually did a bottle episode. Is this like a crossover episode of like the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie? <laughs> Maybe. Well, because they did a they did a bottle episode where she was it, like the entire episode was just her surviving on this planet. The yeah. planet has like no sun, and she meets somebody on the planet. And it turns out Hydra has been sending guys mm-hmm. to this planet for years because there's some sort of ancient being there that is like. So it's, is, it a, is it a Star Trek like original series esque planet of the Nazis? A little bit. Well, no, because they get there, it's just this barren wasteland, and there's just okay, this like okay. shadow monster that's killing people, and the shadow monster is allegedly the the the, the you know Hydra's greatest weapon or something like that. Because sure. I don't know if you know this, but Hydra's back, Miller. I mean, what would it be like if and like Agents of Shield, the, the writers of Agents of Shield, sat down and said. You know, guys, what if we had a super secret organization that was fighting Shield, and then it turns out it was Hydra the entire Again. time? What would that be like, Miller? I mean, like, we did that. Oh my god, it was so bad. So it turned out like like all these other ancient factions that sent people yeah, since like since like the eighteen hundreds, yeah, yeah, have been sending people through these portals to try to bring back this ancient power. It's always been Hydra, and Gemma does this thing where she shows oh, like, so the, she shows like that. a symbol change from like into what like the to the octopus squid okay, thing. So they're now they're now saying that Hydra predates uh, uh, Hugo Weaving. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, as yeah, like Hugo Weaving was just a drop in the bucket, basically. You, despite yeah, uh, cut off one more, had two more tickets played. It's so bad. It is so bad. But some of the stuff that they did was decent. So basically, at the end of um, the thing, Powers Booth convinces, like they take Gemma hostage and stuff. And Powers Booth says, "You got to go through." Tells Ward, "You got to go through this." He's like, "You're my guy." Mm. I thought that um, Alexander Pierce was going to be my guy, but he was too power hungry. I thought that. Um, Bill Paxton's yep. character was going to be my other guy, but he was too mad. Mm-hmm. And then, so, but you're, I, I finally realized now, you're my guy. You got to go through this thing. So, Ward goes through the thing. After, yeah, Ward goes through the thing with um, 
Fitz and uh, some soldiers, and Coulson ends up like jumping in at the last second. Sure. You know, the Hydra guys try to stop him, but he's like, oh, when he jumps in. I got a robot arm. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Claw. So then they meet this, um, the guy that Gemma met while he w- that had been living there for like 11 years or whatever on the planet. They go in to save him, because that was the whole reason Fitz agreed to go through. Hey, I've never seen this, guy. but you know what the vibe I'm getting right now is? It's really it's fucking the terrible. Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie. It's really bad. There are a lot of similarities. Shadow the other world, The Shadow Planet is very similar to the Trank Fantastic Four. And um, so anyway, when they get there... Uh, Fitz finds the guy and he's like, "We gotta get out of here." You know, Gemma's. You know, guy, like she, she. I told you to get here, and and I promised her I'd save you. And then when they're about to jump through the thing, they realize that the guy reveals to Fitz. He's like, "I'm not really this guy. I killed him, and now I'm the, nothing like nothing face pulley or anything yeah. like that." But he's like, "Go ahead, peel your mask yeah. off, peel it off." Yeah. <laughs> the ancient, the ancient, <laughs> yeah, this like ancient being or whatever that exists. We don't know exactly what it is or what it does yet. Apparently, killed this guy and has now assumed his body or form or oh, whatever. Good. And Fitz realizes this and then like shoots a flare at him and sets him on fire because apparently that stops him. Yeah, Meanwhile, right. Coulson is fighting Ward because Coulson earlier in the season. Uh, Ward and Constant Zimmer, or uh, like I said, Colson Constant Zimmer spend most of the season striking up a friendship. Ward shoots her through the neck. He snipes her through the neck when they're like having, they're about to have dinner, and all of a sudden you hear like, and Constant Zimmer's like got blood coming out of her neck, yeah. and then Ward calls Colson on the phone as she's dying in his arms to mock him, which was the best part of this. So uh-huh. I guess we lost Constant Zimmer. Someone they finally killed someone in the MCU. Right. Constant Zimmer came in yes. <laughs> and was shot. So we lost somebody. But it was like it all fell flat because we knew her for like ten seconds yeah. and they didn't even really because everything in Agents of Shield has to be so secretive. They don't even really say that her and Colson have been fucking and it's stuff like that. Fun. So bad. And then but it was like Ward just shot her through the neck and I was just like, whoa that's crazy. <laughs> they called him on the phone to mock him while he was doing it. Yeah. So <laughs> Um, Coulson and Ward end up fighting on this other planet. Ward gets or Coulson gets the drop on him, and because it's the Marvel universe and the Marvel characters have absolutely no proclivities about killing people, mm-hmm. Ward pushes his robot arm down on Ward's chest yep. and just fucking kills him. Just Whoa. breaks his like basically breaks his heart within his chest and leaves him there to die. Takes off his robot hand, throws it there, and he's like, "I'm just gonna leave this here, Ward. Remind you what I did, right?" And then. Le- and then leaves with Fitz. Leaves him for dead. Yeah, leaves him for dead. And then Fitz and the guy jump through the uh, jump through the portal. Right. Uh, meanwhile, there's this other plot going down where Agent Melinda's M- Melinda May's husband, the uh, psychiatrist dude. I can't remember his name. Jonathan, I think was his. Uh... Oh, I guess you didn't meet him because nope. he's in season two. Well, we meet Melinda May's husband. It's this uh, this dude who's like the Shield psychiatrist. Who, sure. Um, and he nice dude, good actor. Uh, puts in a pretty good performance. The stuff with him and her, I can take it or leave it, but some people like it. Mm-hmm. He, at the beginning of season three, is looking through these, these old books. He's look, He's in charge of going through all the old and human stuff. Sure. Opens up a book, dust out of the book. Yeah. Turns out to be Terrigen Crystal. Oh, oh good. <laughs> he turns into, he's an, worthy, he turns turns into an Inhuman. Yeah. And the Inhuman they use from him is actually a very famous Inhuman. He's the main villain in the Inhuman comic books, which is Lash. Okay. But Lash is an actual, like, Kree... I think I'm familiar with that character. Lash is an actual skull warrior. He comes from, 
like yeah, the other yeah, planet, yeah. and his character is he has a god complex, and he believes that all the Inhumans are unworthy and has to kill them. Oh. So he's been turning into this, and they actually do some cool CG work on him and put dudes in full makeup. Okay, but like he can shape shift between being Melinda May's husband, dude, and Lash, and they give him, yeah, they give him like the big dreadlock, uh, like the big dread, like space dreadlocks and stuff, yeah, and he yeah. just blasts people. So he's been going around killing people this entire time, and he gets caught and. Escapes yep. at the end of the last episode, sure, so sure. that that's going on, and that stuff is a lot of fun. But the very last image you get is Powers Booth is driving by in a uh, like he's driving by the his Hydra compound's been defeated, his crystals are missing and stuff, and he didn't get his like ultimate beam yep. power or whatever. And he's driving in the back of like a Rolls Royce or something with sure. you know some, and he's just looking out the window like fuck I waited so long and then Ward failed me son ruined of a bitch, everything right? and then all of a sudden I thought he was a chosen all one of a sudden, those other chosen ones. all of a sudden there's a shadowy figure in front of him and yeah. you know they hit the brakes and then Powers Booth goes what is that I don't believe it yeah. right and then standing there is Ward and even though Ward was killed yeah the whatever being that existed is now uh, inhabited Ward's oh, dead God. body, and you see his—he's holding Coulson's like <laughs> his Coulson's hand, and you see like his, like something's like crawling through Ward's face. So even Ward doesn't even die; he's back now. <laughs> Only he got an upgrade. <laughs> it's just like it was all really just oh, strike him down more powerful than you can possibly. I imagine. guess I don't I know, guess. but. Just the whole like, and it was just weird because, in my opinion, they were doing a lot of really good stuff, and then they just and then just decided to go capitalize on it. Yeah, because like, like they did the stuff with Lash, where Lash was going around killing people, and they were like, "We don't know who Lash is. We know we can shape shift, and he's after Inhumans, and he's killing mm-hmm. all these guys. And should we save him?" And then it turns out it's Melinda May's husband, and now he it turns out this like our greatest enemy is a. You know, is one of our own, right? Who one of one again? Of our great, yeah, one of our greatest members is. I mean, man, it's just they, they were going somewhere, and then they started doing this weird crap where it's like, let's go through this other planet. <laughs> I'm just like, I have oh. no idea what's going on in Agents of Shield, and none of it seems to be going in a very good direction. But it's at least better than season two, where we were spending time with that woman who could not act for yeah. most of the season but so uh, I guess Matt Pierce agreed that season of Agents of Shield. yeah I just yeah that's me bro. quick that's my quickie recap of the first half of Agents of Shield. I have no opinion it sounds like a clusterfuck to me it's pretty you should watch it it's pretty pretty hilariously I mean obviously <laughs> I was explaining it completely out of order and mm-hmm. whatnot because I'd be like oh I remember this but like and that was all off the top of my dome piece but so far a a I think a C minus. I think it's right there with Supergirl in terms of. Okay. I, I would rank the season. I decide, you know what? I'll give him a C. I'll give Agents of Shield a C because it was better than. Although nothing in Agents of Shield that occurred. Has been a John Jones moment. Yeah, <laughs> made me as happy as that John Jones reveal. Right. I, well, maybe remember. when Constance Zimmer got shot through the neck. That was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you were saying something. <laughs> so uh, before we go, yep. Let's uh, talk a couple of trailers. Oh sure. Uh, the X-Men Apocalypse trailer yep. was released. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Uh, I'm more excited than I've been in a while to see an X-Men movie. It looked pretty damn good. I, I, I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of X-Men. No. Um, well, Apocalypse was always one of my favorites because he had the big booming voice. They gave him the, they gave him the ultimate deep bad guy voice. In the yeah, yeah. Well, it feels like um, I, I was part of this era that grew up with like the 90s Spidey. 
mm-hmm. uh, cartoon in the 90s, X-Men cartoon, and I didn't really watch them because I was focusing more on, like, watching Nickelodeon shows and watching Batman animated and stuff like yeah, that. You can enjoy both. Uh, sure. You can yeah. have it all, Miller. <laughs> well, I didn't. I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't was the concern, yeah. so uh, I, I'm i not as huge a uh, X-Men fan as you or our friend Dave or anything mm-hmm. like that, so um, it, it looks cool. But I don't know what probably a lot of it means. I saw some... <laughs> God, I saw that trailer weeks ago now. Uh, there was a big hero shot of Xavier at the end with the shaved head. Yeah, uh, that looked good. That looked good, the, yeah. Uh, the James McAvoy with the shave. He looked good with the, with the shave. That was head. good. Honestly, uh, I was questioning whether or not I thought he looked better than Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Because I thought his dome looked better than... And Patrick Stewart's. I realize that's blasphemous to say, but I, I was—I was just saying it was in my head. I have not made a decision yet. I got to see the movie. All right, but well. I'm just saying. I'm. It's. It's. I. What I thought was. I, I can't make an unbiased opinion. No, I'm just saying what I thought was was something that was completely untouchable yeah. wasn't so un- like it was like Gretzky's fifty and thirty. It was a glimmer yeah. of doubt. <laughs> if I could make a crossover podcast reference here, like Gretzky's fifty and thirty nine, fifty goals in thirty nine games yeah. won't even be touched because we don't even. He scored fifty goals in, in thirty nine games. Yep. We don't get fifty goal scores in an entire season anymore no. in the in the in the National Hockey League. I would say that seems so like that, a large number. So that is it. That record is done. That is done. So that one can't be touched. I thought Patrick Stewart as Xavier was was like Gretzky's fifty and thirty nine, where it was untouchable. And mm-hmm. then I saw McAvoy, and I was like, Whoa, "Wait a minute, like, <laughs> Whoa, slow but, down." Uh, yeah, there, yeah. It it like, Hold on, pause. maybe. Yeah, I was, it just made there was a little there was a slight hesit- a glimmer of doubt. Yeah, there was a slight hesitation in 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 the way I I was thinking of things. So I just. I had to I had to peel back and be like, whoa, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I guess I have some questions about yeah. this one. Um, as far as the, you might know this more than I do, but as far as the um, first class sort of storyline that we had, where we had the '60s and we had the '70s for Future Past, mm-hmm. is this now like an 80s? It, I think 80s? it's supposed to be '80s. Yeah, definitely. Because like Jean Grey is supposed to still be young, right? Because we got the shot yeah, of Sansa, Sophie Turner. Yeah. Of, yeah, Sophie Turner as Sansa Stark as Jean Grey. Well, so I'm thinking because I'm like the timing kind of works out perfectly for it to be '90s because you've got like the perfect '90s character of Jubilee in the mix. Yeah, well, I think that will give them an excuse to if they said in the '80s because the one shot we got of Jubilee, she had the yellow yeah, jacket, the so, jacket yeah, thing. so that gave that if it's set in the '80s, that would give you the excuse to be able to still use that jacket, right? right? Yeah, if they if yeah. and I can see where they could do this, and it would make mm-hmm. me fall in love with it if if they yeah. shot it as if it was like uh, 1989 Ninja Turtles. Yeah, because they've become these period pieces now, right? Yeah, yeah, and and, and and they've been pretty good about that. Maybe mm-hmm. not so much Future Past because they had a lot of different stuff jumping, going on. Yeah. Um, but uh, First Class was definitely, and I thought that was pretty excellent as a period piece. Um, I mean, we got all the people in cool costumes and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> we got uh, uh, fucking Shaw, Sebastian Shaw, Sebastian Shaw yeah. in his you know his leisure suit, looking dapper yeah. as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, if it was the eighties, it would have had the sleeves rolled up. Exactly. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, so yeah Miami Vice thing. Yeah, looking like a Pat Nagel drawing or something like that. Right. Like, <laughs> Um, God, I don't want to see that now. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, it would be cool if they just skipped to like late eighties, early nineties, and went with like that sort of grimy, grungy sort of feeling that we get from that genre of comics that we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the audience that they're trying to pitch to are the ones that grew up on the nineties cartoons. Yes, that seems like it'd be the right move to me. Yeah, I think they do. And like Oscar Isaac looks better. Like the internet apparently hated that tribute 
<laughs> that that cover photo they put of him on trivia where he looked like Ivan Ooze yep. so badly that <laughs> that was my reference that yeah that Brian Singer was like well I guess we need to switch it up <laughs> yeah make it more purple shut it down yeah, exactly. make it more purple but like I love the fact that Magneto is going to be one of his four horsemen that was an interesting little twist there because. Usually the four horsemen are just like he has fear fan like they're that was a good pull for yeah. me because I didn't know that was a thing. No, yeah, they well because he it's he like oh so we got that from the Bible. Well, the Bible probably got, got it from, from him. him. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun little line. But like they like, did the, yeah they did the thing where it was like they, it seemed like his four horsemen so were got four generals or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like his four horsemen were Archangel because Archangel is usually his his angel of death. Right? Say war or something. Yeah, yeah it's usually death. Like, I yeah, guess maybe yeah, usually his angel of death, and then they have war and then pestilence because there's the one uh, I can't remember her name. Maybe her name's just pestilence, but there's the one female mutant where whatever she touches just gets sick and dies. Mm, so she's well, pestilence. Yeah. Yep. Right? <laughs> That's pretty on point. And, yeah, and, on uh, message. <laughs> well, because there's the thing of her touching like a rose. And then the rose just immediately oh, yeah, immediately yeah. wilts and stuff, and she's like, "Oh god!" So she's like, she's like, she's like rogue. She's like rogue, except worse. Like, <laughs> yeah. If she touches something, it will it will actually die. Gain all the powers of that rose. Yeah. Well, I guess if she holds it longer, you you can get. I, I forget exactly what like her powers were. Like if she just like nicks you, like you might get like feverish and oh, and yeah. vomit and be like you had a head cold and stuff. But if she like. Actually, like hold onto you, it can be like you get cancer, or and if she holds on you longer, yeah. So we might go see where somebody gets like a scratch yeah. from her or something like that, and they end up out of business for. A well, she's days. not going to be in this one. That's just what they do in the comics. Because oh, the see, four that they got are Archangel, based on what I thought in the trailer was Archangel mm-hmm. Storm. It looks right, like she's yeah. one of the Magneto and Psylocke are the four horsemen for for this era. So, yeah, so then Storm might be a pestle. Yeah, right? so that's his team, and then at the end because it's supposed to be the eighties, right? So after they beat. Apocalypse. Maybe mm-hmm. there's this thing where, like, you see Storm like laying there, and then you know James mm-hmm. McAvoy in the wheelchair holds out the hand, and then you know she, yeah. you know, and then you get the hand to hand thing. And yeah, and because like, there was a, like, this is how Storm joined the X Men. Well, there right? was a quick Storm yeah. reference in uh, in First Class too when he was using Cerebro the for the first yeah. time. There was, was like there a was six year old Storm. There, yeah, there was a six year old uh, African girl with white hair yep. and, and looked like she was in Egypt or some type of. You know, place that that was that that was the storm uh, teaser. That one looks really good though, and like Oscar Isaac doing the voice looked really good. I was hoping for more of a booming like they had in the thing, but oh, like a James Spader Ultron. <laughs> yeah, well, Spader is a little uh, Spader's a little too proper. I was hoping more of a guy that like 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 Spader was didn't really like. Like if Spader, I was hoping more for like a Baney type thing where he'd be like, "I will break you" and stuff like that, but maybe not that over yeah. the top. But like, like the gravelly voice and everything. Like the, <laughs> the one they had the animated series. Like I was hoping they would literally find that guy yeah. and bring him back to do the. To yeah. do the but but Isaac looks like he's killing it there because that thing where he was like, "We will build a better one from the ashes of their world." I was like, that was really good. Um, have you seen the Star Trek Beyond? I haven't actually. No. Uh, and and I've been actually putting it off because I'm actually, I'm planning to see Star Wars tomorrow night. I'm my big plan is tomorrow morning. Hopefully, I'm thinking uh, there's like a 10:50 show up in Barry. I'm gonna go to the morning. So show we might have to record like a Christmas Eve podcast, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, we, we um, might have to. But uh, yeah, no, I'm planning to see it tomorrow, and I'm actually holding off on watching that trailer until. I see it in front of the movie because oh, wow. yeah, that's where the, the whole point was that they were, yeah they oh, wanted okay. to release the trailer ahead of Star Wars like mm-hmm. they, they're playing that trailer in front yeah. of Star Wars yeah. and probably to massive booze from a very you know one sided audience 
Wow. Um, that's just... Is that a thing? Like, I hope to hell not. Is, is that a thing Like that Star Wars... Like, they really play that out. I feel like that's a media-driven thing. Like, like East Coast, West Coast rap as well. Like, East Coast, West Coast rap was this, like, media-driven farce for the most part, right? Like, like Big and Tupac... Yeah. Big and Tupac hated each other. Yes. Because, again, because of a woman. Because anytime two dudes fight, it's always over a woman, right? Sure. And... Big and Tupac hated each other because of that, but the media played that up into like East Coast versus West Coast rap, right? It's this and whole thing. The media does it's like, more than two people. Yeah, the media does that. I feel like the media does that with uh, Star Trek versus Star Wars because like it makes no sense that like if you like Star Trek, why would you not watch Star Wars and vice versa, right? Well, and here's the <laughs> it's thing: it's both sci-fi genre. They're just wow. it's two different. I'll mediums. argue with you there, but yeah. <laughs> and here's well, the thing: because I'm a huge Star Trek fan space. And, <laughs> and not as much a Star Wars fan, Star yeah. Wars is a space opera. It is a fantasy movie. Yeah. It's not science at all. <laughs> no, well, you know what I mean. They're both space set in space, though. Yeah, it's yeah, science. Yeah. It's fiction. Fiction. It's, right. it's and, fiction set in space. And, and <laughs> actually, what the point I'm trying to make is where uh, this new Star Trek series has gone is to kind of go more into the mm-hmm. the Kirk era of things mm-hmm. where things were more like Star Wars yeah. and these movies feel a lot more like Star Wars. More action beats. Exactly. And yeah. I don't feel like there's any... I think that's a very obvious contributing factor to why Jage got to do Star yeah. Wars. Um, because he basically had this on his resume already the, and it was a love letter to Star this, Wars. <laughs> this star, the, the, I'll tell you, the Star the Star Trek Beyond trailer seems like it's most action beatiest, I'll tell you. It seems like it's going to be doing a lot of fighting in this one. Um, can I spoil one thing about the trailer for you? Go for it. it they you, set, can, you can't spoil the trailer. No, no, no. They <laughs> set the entire trailer to Sabotage by the Beastie Boys Ooh. and it was fantastic. Really? <laughs> yes, it was. It, oh, it, it better be. I don't know. It, no, trust me. It uh, absolutely works for that. Yeah, Sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> it's classic, Curry. <laughs> what do you think about... Have you seen the Ninja Turtles trailer? Turtles 2? No, Michael Bay no. 2? Oh, what? Michael Bay's not <laughs> doing it. They, no, they gave him a fake producer credit for this one. Well, he didn't technically do the first one, right? Like, he was just a producer on that. Was too. he? Oh, okay, I don't know. I like, thought I thought he wasn't he was the director. I thought he was directing the first one. No, no. I was wrong. But I, I, I thought they gave him an excuse me producer credit. I'll tell you, it didn't look awful based on the trailer. Now, you can cut a trailer. Because, like, for some reason, it took us... Is this... How many Ninja Turtles movies is this? Six? Well, I mean, for live action ones, it's yeah. the fifth, I believe. Well, no, just what, what Ninja Turtles movies that have been released in theaters. Yeah, like why? This is the sixth, right? Because there was the one CGI one. Oh, there sure, were the three. Yeah. There, there, there were the 390s. There were three TMNT. Yeah, there was three. Yeah, there was the three eighties, nineties, the TMNT, and then the first Michael Bay one, and then so this will be six. This is to be the sixth live, like technical, like theatrical release of a Ninja Turtles movie, right? And it took us to episode movie six where we finally introduced... Crank. No. Well, I think they did a crank tease, but Bebop and Rocksteady. Bebop and Rocksteady oh, are going to be fucking in this movie. And they've got Gary Anthony Williams as as Bebop. Ooh. Like, like Ooh. yeah. It's just like... Yeah. God damn me. And then... I'm uh, so conflicted right Tyler now. Perry is apparently playing... Uh, wait for really? it. Wait for it. Baxter. He's Dr. Dr. Baxter in this game, in this movie. And then, do you know who's playing Casey Jones? Oh, no. Good Ontario boy Stephen Amell. The Green Arrow is Casey Jones in this movie, man. And they showed him skating and stuff. You got me. You got me. They showed him skating, and I was just like, that better be Stephen Amell. That better be good Ontario boy Stephen Amell who knows how to skate on those roller skates. I haven't felt like this. I haven't felt like this since before Fantastic Four. Yeah, I know. Against my best intentions, I think I have to watch this movie. It didn't look terrible. That's all. I got, like, 
it seemed like they put yeah. that movie in hands of people who actually might know the characters and care about them. Because, like, like I said, this is the sixth Star Wars yeah, movie. Yeah, but let's pretend that Ninja Turtles was ever an opus. That's true. It was never good, but, like, people who liked the show, if they actually gave the thing to, like, people who watched the cartoons or read the books or liked the show... Would be like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put Krang in here. I'm gonna put fucking Bebop and Rockstar. People, like guys, people recognize. Right? Like, Nostalgia is a poison, though. It's a poison true. to that quality. It allows, it allows Jimmy Fallon to exist on late night television. <laughs> it allows people to overlook things that aren't good. I know, but like, I just, you know, I just, I'm saying, like, it could be worse. And I'm <laughs> like, guilty of it, but. Uh... Uh... But now, <laughs> we'll go off on this if you want to talk about nostalgia as a drug. Okay. Because I Mother saw this trailer. Fucking <laughs> I know Independence Day 2. Yes, yes, and yes. To I throw my arms in that air. And to everything. Yeah. Yes, I am on board. Yes, yeah, we because will be it's in exactly theaters. as I called it. We will be in theaters opening day for that one, I swear to God. Because we talked maybe 30, 30 episodes yeah. ago, we talked on this podcast, oh, they're going to be doing an Independence Day 2, and I thought about it for three seconds, and I'm like, fucking of course they are, yeah. and here's how they're going to do it. Absolutely. And that's exactly what they're doing. And Goldblum's already, like, marked the... Uh, Goldblum's already marked the, uh, <laughs> the uh, like he's already adapting their technology, so we're gonna be yes, like that's better, the thing I didn't like, call, and it makes perfect sense to me. That's oh, the one thing I wanted to bring up: God, the fact that it's like, oh yeah, we've been harvesting their technology God, for the last twenty years. It. So of course you have. That makes perfect. It's sense. so good. I love it so much. Uh, Everything is awesome. Goldblum is just charming enough to pull that movie by himself. <laughs> <laughs> so good and like Bill Pullman he had like the old yeah. white guy weird awesome oh, that Bill I was looking for every recognizable face what was the like last that? time you saw Bill Pullman in something Independence Day <laughs> that was it I saw him in he was in Bottle Shock with Chris Pine yeah, Bottle Shock was this movie about uh, I, I saw when I was in uh, no I, I watched I mean it. I might have seen him since I watched it during my the middle of my when I was taking my sommelier test and uh, stuff yeah. to become a wine expert which despite the fact <laughs> wine experts are all bullshit it's but, a racket <laughs> yeah it is a racket let's not get into that though because we, we were already an hour and 45 into this so we don't got another hour and 45 for no. me to bitch about, about the <laughs> wine but anyway it's about um, it, it was actually a really nice movie I, I highly recommend it Chris Pine is in it Chris Pine plays Bill, Bill Pullman's son and him and Bill Pullman run a uh, it's loosely based on the uh, the wine wars when it was California was first breaking into the wine industry mm, okay. in the seventies I believe it was and so it's a bit of a period piece and Elijah Dishku's in it Alan Rickman's in it Don't, uh, yeah, it. <laughs> yeah Alan Rickman's in it um, but basically him and uh, Bill Pullman and Chris Pine are this father son team who run a vineyard and they're trying to figure out. Um, Freddie Rodriguez is in it for God's sake! Like, I'm sorry. Do I need to give you any? Like, you, you're already in, and then yeah. I told you Freddie fucking Rodriguez is in it, who we both love. Done. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he was the only reason to watch Six Feet Under. <laughs> like, it was, that was a terrible show, but yeah. Freddie Rodriguez was somehow managed to be charming. Everything he does. So. Carlos, Carlos brother in Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no. But so. like, yeah. Oh fuck! Independence Day Four is in like. Someone oh, has to they say. did the only thing that they had yeah. to do, which was show, yeah, show Ian Malcolm, not Ian Malcolm, Ian Malcolm, <laughs> might as well be. Oh, so Jeff, so Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> so Jeff Goldblum in a space helmet, 
which got me, and do the entire Independence Day speech. Yeah. Oh. Set to man. ominous music and these dark shots of, of Earth from far, far away. Oh, yes. You know what? Done. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't a but... ship that big, and I don't even see it. I don't care. I Awesome. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> All you had to say was Independence Day, too. Just tell me it's coming out Big Willy weekend. I think we have a... That's a... Yeah, July 4th is a Friday night. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we will we will be there opening day for... for in- I'm going to say, because my... my no, maybe not Friday. It might be Sunday. Because oh, my, my birthday is a Saturday. My 30th birthday is a Saturday this yeah. year. Oh, man. Either way, we're... we're <laughs> Independence Day 2 could not be more on board. I, I just... I, the only question is, why did it take so long? That's the only Well, it had to. But as soon as you told me... The, as soon as you yeah. told me it was coming out, I'm like, oh, perfect. So the aliens are coming back for revenge. They yeah. live 20 light years away. Yeah, there's a movie. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're like, "Wait, what? Yeah. Let's get there." But get, yeah, get older Jeff Goldblum in it. Get, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to racially profile, but there's a black kid in it who I assume is going to be grown up with his son. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but like, I, I, I don't even think that's racial profiling. I think that's just like wanting, expecting awesomeness. <laughs> that's what I think. That sure, because like they've got to have like. Because you have to assume they, they have to say because why the easy Captain, thing yeah. to do and the wrong thing to do yeah. was to get Jaden Smith in this movie. Yeah, but like, ah, man, Jaden Smith needs a win. He needs a win so bad. I still think I, I still think they should do the idea for the Fresh Prince reboot where uh, you you get Alfonso Smith as 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 Uncle Phil. Yeah, Alfonso Smith is now grown up with a wife and kid, mm-hmm. and his kid is played by Jaden Smith, and Jaden Smith acts more like Will than Carlton. Yeah, that's the that's how you do. That's the Fresh Prince reboot. We have a Full House and a Boy Meets World reboot. There's your Fresh Prince reboot. Just give me a producer credit and uh, fat, just a little slice. Five percent. Just give me a little end. taste. Yeah, a little taste of the back end. I think. And a new clock ready. Yeah. yeah, just give me a, yeah. <laughs> but like, oh man, I, I want one thing. Someone has to say, "Welcome to Earth." That has to happen. Someone has to say, "Welcome." You don't have to punch an alien or anything, but you have to say, "Welcome to Earth." I'm trying to imagine Gold, Jeff Goldblum saying that line, and I think it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, <laughs> but like, well, what's this? Well, because we know Will Smith. Well, actually, we don't know because, but like, they, we've been told Will Smith's not in this movie. Uh, assuming we can't afford him at we'll this point, see. but we'll see, right? Because like, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if it was like we need a pilot, and then someone kicks in the door, and it's fucking Will Smith, like. The theater would go fucking nuts if that was. Well, yeah, here's what I'm thinking. I'm like, can we get like elderly, somewhat off his rocker Will Smith character to play Randy Quaid? It's not so bad. (laughs) Hello, boys. (laughs) Where his son is also a fighter pilot, but now he lives in a trailer. He's like, I fought them aliens. (laughs) So mad. I was in their mothership with my MacBook. (laughs) Chomping on a big cigar. Kind of fat. Well, because yeah, they could do the Clint Eastwood thing where they're like Goldblum's like I know someone we could get and then they gotta go up to the cabin in the middle of nowhere Will Will Smith's chopping wood with a full beard (laughs) and they're like talking over his shoulder as the government agent comes up to get him for one last job and he's like I got out of that life a long time ago (laughs) chopping wood and then Jeff Goldblum comes out of the car and he's like but we need you (laughs) it's me yeah he goes yeah (laughs) Oh, I love it. I can't wait for Independence Day too. God, oh, we should have written this movie. It's so bad. I love everything about it. I oh, I haven't actually watched Independence Day in a long time. I should it's get back so, on that. It's totally worth it. It's, yeah, it's still it, it still holds up. I think, other than like the fact that he takes down the aliens with you know an Apple too. Right? But like that didn't even hold up when it happened. So it's like, the nineties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
and the fact that they set the commercial to the speech. Yeah, right? that was like, incredible. Oh my god, so good. We will not vanish without a fight. I nearly cried oh. watching the trailer. Yeah, it's so good. I was like, this is, I'm so happy. What's oh, happening? I'm again. so happy. Well, but this, this was the thing that was happening this year, and and it apparently oh, it's going to happen next year too, where it's um, you know. We had a new Jurassic Park in theaters. We had a new Mad Max in theaters. Yeah. And it's like, what the oh, hell year yes. is it? <laughs> what yeah. year is it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and yeah. now it's happening again. Ninja Turtles year. movies because and shit. you were making yeah. this joke too. Because you were saying, um, you messaged me with, uh, I think, something that you probably tweeted. The which Star is Wars the, the Star Wars yeah. thing. Like, I, oh yeah, I said Star this. Wars isn't the best movie with a seventh, seventh yeah. installment to come out in 2015. Hashtag Creed. Yeah. To exactly. which I responded, hashtag Furious Seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you probably didn't even think of that. No, I didn't. That was great. It was really good. Because, like, honestly, and I'm, you know what? I, 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 I. I don't know how they're going to be comparable, but I'll go on record saying I haven't seen the Star Wars movie mm-hmm. yet, but I'm willing to bet. I think it's going to be good. You saw Creed, right? I saw Creed, and it was fucking fantastic. I'm willing to bet that... Um, Oscar nods? No, well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there's some Oscar nods for Creed. There should be some Oscar nods, but, you know, I, the the Oscars are bullshit, and what they well, say yeah, is, sure. not, is, not, is not fucking and 2015's gospel. been an interesting year. Yeah, it's not gospel. I'm sure, it, Fury, I'm sure it'll be hurt somewhere. Fury Road's not going to win Best Picture, right? No. And it should. Yeah. So, and as far as I know, there's... So what the, what the Oscars... What goes on with the Oscars is not gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that. Like, I, I'm going to go on record saying that I think... The the order for mo- the movies that came out that were the seventh in a franchise, mm-hmm. I think the order of of importance is going to end up being Creed, yeah, Furious Force Seven. Awaken, <laughs> yeah. Furious Seven. No, <laughs> I, like, I, I think <laughs> right, Force right. Awakens will be better than Furious Seven. But I, I got so to me, I love that movie. But like, yeah, it's just I realized that the other day where I was like, wow, Creed might like like Star Wars might be a fantastic film that restores the franchise, and it still might not be the best seventh film of a franchise of a long-standing movie franchise that began in the seventies. <laughs> Of 2015. <laughs> like, that might not even be a crown that they win because Creed came out and was so fucking good. Like, can I spoil the ending of Creed for you? I mean, like, I I'll guess. I've never part. seen a Rocky movie. Rocky movie. We'll go out on this. But basically, like, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Creed, I know the turn it off of now. Of yeah, turn it off now. We'll see you next week or whenever you come back. I'll see you again. Yeah, Merry Christmas after yeah. year. We'll, we'll end on this. But basically what happens is Creed, in the final fight, he, he gets... Like, he's he's been, like... Adonis Creed, Michael B. Jordan. They're in the. They're in the. They're in the Big corner. Of course. Yeah, they're in the corner. Yeah. And he just took a beating in the last round. And there's one round left. And Rocky, who let Apollo's Apollo Creed die mm-hmm. in Rocky Four because he wouldn't throw the towel in. Yeah. He died because Rocky had the towel in his hand and he refused to throw it. And then Drago killed Rocky. Creed. Right, yeah, he, no, sorry. He killed. Yeah. Rock, Drago killed. Yeah. Drago, Drago killed Creed. Sly. Is leaning in on Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan's got one eye and the makeup job on the swollen eye. That oh, yeah. was fantastic because he's sitting there with like Michael Jordan's got Michael B. Jordan's got one eye shut, and he's like, or he looks at him and he's like, "You're taking a beating out there. I realize you're still in this fight, but I can't let you. I let your dad die in the ring. I'm not gonna let you die in the ring. I just won't let it." And then Michael B. looks at him and he goes with his one eye and he's like, "I gotta get back out there." And then he's like, "Why?" And he goes. Michael B. Jordan just looks Rocky right in the eye and he goes, I gotta do it to prove to myself and everybody else that I'm not a mistake. And and it was just because he's a, an illegitimate child, right? He's like, I gotta prove to everybody that I'm not a mistake. And then Rocky's like, 
go get him, champ. And then you hear the bell ring, and when the bell rings, it goes dun 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 And I was like, like I was like, I like honestly, I like I made an audible like oh, because like because they saved the they they saved that moment to to bring the score into it from the old ones, and then Michael B goes out there and just starts. Laying into the guy you saw, and like, oh my god! But like, when the bell, when he was like, I'm not gonna prove I'm not a mistake, and then he goes, go get him, and then Dude. the bell rings, and it goes, dun, 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 dun. and he stands up. I was like, oh my god! And I'm sorry, Star Wars are fantastic. You will not have a moment that awesome in, in your <laughs> film. I'm sure when they, you know, somebody pulls out a lightsaber, it will be awesome, and uh, just but fuck when that music swole and he stood up in the red, white, and blue. Trunks. Trunks, God, holy fuck, was that ever good? Like, and these are like two of my favorite franchises of all time in the same yeah, monkish. <laughs> yeah, in the same couple of weeks, right? Oh God, what a time to be alive! Yeah, sure, but uh, we never would have had this conversation ten years ago, c- comparing which seventh movie in a friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. And also would have been like, so I saw Rocky Balboa. And uh, Revenge of the Sith and uh, Kill Me Now. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, like 2006? <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. Oh, <laughs> Everything is terrible again. Oh, I love it. Oh, I absolutely love it. Uh, do you have anything else you want to touch on before we go? Man, we're getting close to two hours uh, on this pod. I'm going to say this because we are tending to make these recommendations public now, or yeah. at least public to the eight people who listen to this show. Yeah, to, the, to, to our moms. Um, <laughs> nah, who am I kidding? My mom but I'm going to recommend for actually your wife and also yeah. you to a lesser extent, uh, watch the first season of Agent Carter. Yeah, oh, I God, think we're going to do that. It's burning a hole in my in my... DVR right now, or PVR up here in Canada. Yeah. I, I, I think that she will enjoy yeah. it probably season more two's than coming you. Up, and season, season two's, two's coming up, up. and uh, I think you'll find enough to enjoy. We got some Legends really, of Tomorrow, man. It's a golden age. There's some really good sort of, you know, post-war, early 50s yeah. Marvel stuff there that you're not going to get anywhere yeah, else. Alright, i got to give that a shot. That's my I recommendation. About the, the, the Black Widow program is, is, is a thing in, in that show. <laughs> that did get spoiled for me, but I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, you know what though? They do it pretty well, I think. Yeah. Plus, I mean, in the same episode, we get, uh, I'll spoil this as well, there's yeah. a cameo from some Howling Commandos. So, you'll make done in the mix. Nice, <laughs> nice. Then, why wouldn't you, right? Right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. Um, Kevin Miller, thanks for doing this, man. Long pot. I didn't think we'd go this long. Absolutely. Yeah. Almost exactly two hours. Probably <laughs> could have uh, held off on explaining the crap that was Ages <laughs> of Shield season three, but I regret nothing. That was We're, 20 minutes, we'll never get back. But worth it just to hear me recap. It's better for my storytelling. Yeah, I was ability. thinking a lot of what I'm going to have for dinner during that conversation. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Just glazing over. Oh, man. It's bad. <laughs> All right. Thanks enough for being here. We'll get you back on when we finally actually see the fucking Star Wars movie. Yeah, absolutely. And, Hopefully, uh, we can record again. Again, uh, before Christmas but uh, yeah. if not uh, to our listeners uh, yeah. happy holidays uh, yeah. happy new year if we don't see you even before yeah. then and uh, yeah. see you 2016 happy Merry Christmas happy Hanukkah's, Hanukkah. Hanukkah's over <laughs> tip top Tet yeah Hanukkah's technically <laughs> over well so you can still have fun and, uh, <laughs> tip top Tet enjoy crazy Kwanzaa crazy Kwanzaa crazy Kwanzaa enjoy Kwanzaa yeah, <laughs> yeah. alright take care everybody <laughs>